Hello gamers from around the world, this is Boxenberger, the video game enthusiast from Germany and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of the World of Gaming, your number one podcast where we discuss everything that the world of gaming has to offer, games, news, technology and I'm excited for today's show Dutch. I'm, I'm honestly excited because there haven't been much, you know, kind of bigger news but there have been some real good news about games. So today we have a lot yeah. of games talk. Uh, and we do that, of course, uh, and discuss everything with our um, awesome community. The chat is already on fire. Welcome to you guys. But of course, welcome to everyone who listens after the fact on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. Welcome and welcome to you, my friend. How are you doing, Dutch? Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, just counting down the days now. Just counting oh, down yeah. the days. There's one full work week to go, and then Gamescom. And then we have Gamescom week. It's going to be so awesome. I'm so glad that everything is settled now. We have all the tickets. We're going to be at opening night live. We're going to be yep. there at the uh, media day, at the public day. Uh, now all we need is the invite for FanFest, dude. Yeah, it's all we need. It's all we need. It's the last one. It's the last, last one. one to take off the box. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, counting down the days too, man. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. So, guys, um, yeah, again, a big welcome. We're going to have an awesome show here today. And I want to start this show by saying a big thank you to our good friend drawn to tj who sent in actually the first super chat while the intro was running um so thank you man and he says he can't wait for starfield i bet they will add a co-op mode later on with or without mods i can see modders making a doom planet a halo planet xbox should let them do crossover content in starfield oh yeah man starfield Definitely going to be a topic here today, but I'm I'm with you, man. I expect big, big things from the modding community. There will be the craziest chips, the most awesome planets. Um, I just hope that that they will actually allow bigger mods on console, because so far console mods are limited to five gigs, which isn't yeah. that much. Yeah, so. I mean, when you when you have a look at the size of the mods on blinking um, flight sim, you would expect them to increase the limit. <laughs> Dude, there are mods out there that have more than 100 gigs for that game. Yeah, it's yep. Yep. Like, <laughs> it is a monster. It is. <laughs> the it world is. update for like 50 gig at a time. Yeah, yeah. That's absolutely the case. So, yeah, I, I do hope that they will... Uh, kind of increase the size there and and make the mod support even more awesome on console. So uh, Starfield's going to be huge. We'll talk about Starfield in a bit. Um, yeah, we will. But first, Dutch, I definitely want to hear from you and, of course, everyone here in our chat. What have you been playing? Yeah, so for me, I've been diving into about 45 different PlayStation 5 games because... Yeah, you're, you're a PlayStation big, owner now. Big, the big chunky boy here. <laughs> the big guy who's like nearly the size of the TV. Um, How big is the TV? 
What, what? Uh, I have a 50 inch. 50 inch. It's yeah. It is gigantic. The that console definitely. It is. And like you can't see it because it's hidden behind your wonderful T-shirt. But there's the mm. Series S in comparison. Look at that tiny little like, thing compared to that PS5. Look, looks like a smartphone <laughs> from a smartphone from from the angle I see it. You know, it's PlayStation Five absolutely just devours it in size. Yeah, um, yeah. but but hey ho. Um, but no, I've just been I've been I've been diving into quite a few things. So I've I've um, and again naturally when you pick up a, a new console you want to see what all the the games look like with their next gen versions so i've got ghost of tsushima's next gen version mm. i've got god of war's next gen version i've got spider-man's next gen version i've got ratchet and clank rift apart of course um i've got um death stranding's next gen version um horizon forbidden west um Uncharted, so I've got a, I've got quite a few of them that I've dived into and tried and 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 things like that. So um, we spoke about this a little bit yesterday, but there's, there's yeah. a lot of things that I like and a lot of things that I'm unsure of so far. Um, but it is where it is. It's technology. I'm there. I've, I'm ready for future games, which is primarily what it's for now, not specifically ones I've already played. But I am going to try and get rid of some back catalog stuff that I've I've intentionally put on hold that I mm. I'd already bought on PlayStation Four. That so what's I, up I, the list there? Um, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart's first. Going to get that done. That's mm. not a long game. That's a short game. No, you can finish that in like twelve to fifteen hours. Yeah. So I'm going. I'm going to play that through first. Um. I don't know whether or not to do. What about Horizon? Of Horizon Forbidden West. Ah, okay. Yeah, you Next. haven't played yeah, Ghost yet. Uh, I've played Ghost a little bit, but again, it's another one I put on hold. Ah, okay, okay. So I've got I've got the next gen versions of both of them now. So yeah, sweet. That's some good stuff there. Yeah, I mean, so I've got a lot, a lot to catch up the- on, and again. I paused on Horizon intentionally because of the PlayStation 4 Pro, so mm. I've got that to catch up on as well. And I was enjoying that. It was just just had a few technical things that yeah. were wrong with it on the fall. Sweet. Sweet. So you got man, you got a, a great catalog to catch up on now. Um yeah. I know the, and of course, the, the, the remake remake integrated on the PS5 version mm. and when the next one comes out, I'll be on that day one. So. Rebirth. Oh yeah. Yeah. Really looking forward to that one. Good stuff. The only thing I wish, the only thing I wish with PlayStation is that they do what most other places do and don't charge you for pre-orders until the game dispatches or ships. And have you ever tried to refund something on PlayStation yeah. that is? As soon as you install it, you can't get a refund. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It's like it's ridiculous the, the policies. That's why I don't pre-order have. them on PlayStation uh, now. I just I, I literally only buy them on yeah. on the day. I don't pre-order them anymore on PlayStation. Yeah, I mean, I I don't buy that many games on PlayStation anyway. It's basically my yeah, exclusive yeah. machine. So this yeah. year, honestly, I, I played the the, the Horizon C, uh, DLC. What was it called? Uh, something. Burning Shores. Burning Shores. Uh, I played that. I'm not sure if I pre-ordered it or if I just bought it. Uh, 
I will pre-order Spider-Man 2 simply for the fact that I will be all over that game and I will want to have that preload, you know. Um, <laughs> but well, yeah, you need a preload because your internet would would say otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's so true. That's so true. Uh, yeah, good stuff. <clears throat> yeah, cool. Let's see. Uh, what what is uh, our our community playing? Um, Ninja Squirrel says he's counting down the days for Southfield and uh, Forza Motorsport. Absolutely. Um, then Check Purchase said Quake Two. Yeah, we will talk about that in a second. And Just Cause Three. Um, oh God, how do I pronounce that name? Yulia. I'm not sure if the H at the beginning is silent. Uh, I'm sorry if I butchered the name. Play Star yeah. Wars Jedi Survivor. Very good game. Loved it. Yes. Uh, one of the best ones I played this year. For sure. Um, then we have uh, Thanoros playing uh, Smelter Jedi Fallen Order. And he will be playing Atlas Fallen tonight. Yeah, it, it's, it's not getting like, you know, incredible reviews. But good reviews in the sevens, in the eights. Um, and it looks actually real fun. Uh, I wish I had the time. Uh, then uh, Stefan Force 9 Gale uh, jumped back in Fallout 76. I hear good things about the latest updates. Uh, and Andrew Kuliani is starting uh, a quick Outer Worlds playthrough. You can never go wrong with that. Our friend Tronty J plays Witcher 3 Wild Hunt and Diablo 4 and Civilization 6. That's a great yeah. choice. I mean, the, you can never go wrong with The Witcher, right? Uh, so, yeah. UK Desirous, Desi Baby is playing Pineapple Pizza. That's, of course, uh, would, wouldn't expect anything else. Sea uh, uh, Money is playing ba uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Um, Desi is actually playing Final Fantasy Re Remake, by the way. Uh, so, uh, some good stuff. Abdi is playing FIFA. Oh, 23. The last actual FIFA. And Siki is playing yep, Diablo 3. FC 24 comes out. Mm, yeah. Yeah. What What is it actually called now? I, I'm blanking on the name right FC. now. FC. 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 Yeah, okay, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Sports FC. Football yeah. Club. Football Club. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> painful discourse is also playing quake 2 yeah well we will t touch on that in a second but i also need to shout out uh some supers that came in tronti chase and said five dollars and says they said that starfield xbox series x will have full mod support for the first time for a bethesda game oh, really so no, no limitations for mod support on console that would be that would be absolutely awesome. I sure hope that's true, man. I sure hope that's if true. That is true. Then modders are going to get that sixty frames mode patched in ASAP. ASAP. We will, no doubt. I mean, it took Bethesda on Skyrim like what one and a half years to to release the official patch, and like two days after the Series X came out, there was a sixty FPS mod on Skyrim for for Xbox Series X, and it ran perfectly. Like, yeah, really. <laughs> Perfectly. Better than the Bethesda well, what, version. What, what they need to do, though, is make sure that your achievements can't be affected by mods. Achievements are always turned off when mods are activated. That's what I'm saying. 
Yeah, yeah. So certain, certain mods, I think they should completely get rid of that. So things like graphical mods or performance mods, they need to yeah. just remain, keep the achievements on. If you're doing things like altering <clears throat> your your armor stats or altering or unlocking loads of different random, fair enough, because that's getting things that will hmm. literally potentially like give you a massive advantage. And uh, agree, agree. How is that graphical on PC? Thing, if you if you played uh, Skyrim, let's say on 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 Steam, do you still get the achievos? I have no idea. Never no idea. Steam. If someone in the chat knows, let us know. Uh, I, I would love to know uh, that. Um, Pyromed sends in a two pound super chat and says, "Nice new router you picked up, Dutch." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's... it's it's actually my uh, giant standing cooler. Oh, uh, yeah, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. These, these air coolers, or uh, yeah, yeah, it's some good stuff there. <laughs> yeah. Some good stuff. My router is actually smaller. <laughs> <laughs> Way smaller, definitely. Really so my mind is like little boxed. So, uh, yeah, good stuff here. Good stuff. Thomas Bellotti is playing uh, Diablo Four and Far Cry Six, uh, which is. Awesome. I've been also playing a little bit of Diablo 4, not too much this week, a couple of hours, but I, I that FOMO hit me. FOMO hit me and I bought Baldur's Gate 3. And I have actually some footage uh, here up on screen now for you guys. Uh, of course, playing on PC. Uh, I've been also playing a lot of this game on the Ally and it is, it is fantastic on the Ally. Like... Yeah, I know, you know, the diehard PC fans, they complain, yeah, well, that's basically like controller support, but it plays so well with controller that I actually play with controller on PC. So the footage you see here uh, is recorded on ah. PC and I play it with I controller. <laughs> Pardon me? I had a mini epileptic fit there when you were when your GeForce Now recording thing was going off. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It 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 always does that when you are in the GeForce recording menu. It it starts to flicker as soon as you stream it. When I watch the the uh, MP4 file here on my PC, it looks totally fine. And then um, as soon as you put it through OBS, uh, it 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 it's weird. But it's only like the first second, and I have more than two and a half hours of footage that we can watch here now. Oh. So, uh, it is a, f a wonderful game. Uh, I told you that already, but uh, Baldur's Gate 3, uh, yes, it's turn-based. And I th I feel like a lot of people, when they see footage and screenshots on screen, they expect something else, like an action RPG. Because, because you can really adjust the camera angle and play it like bird view, like Diablo. You can play it third person, like uh, The Witcher and everything in between. Um, it's totally up to you. And um, I, I would assume a lot of people expect something different, but this is like a fantastic game. The, the story is incredible, dude. It sucks you in from the very first moment. You're, I'm, I'm totally hooked. Uh, it is so well told, and there, what what baffles me is is like you have from the very very beginning you have to make a lot of difficult choices in the game, like literally killing your friends or wiping out innocent villages or 
killing innocent child, sacrificing them to a god, whatever. There are so many <laughs> difficult choices you have to make in the very beginning. And the story is so incredibly impacted by that. Also, the main story is impacted by almost every side quest that you do. Like, literally, yeah. you do a side quest. <clears throat> and in that side quest, you annihilate an entire village. And like two hours later, you realize that because of that, when you go into the city uh, or, the, or the town, and you, because you wiped it out in a, in a side quest, you can't progress here anymore with the main story and you have to find a different, you know, main line again. It is it is incredible how this the story is branching out and the writing in this game is absolutely bonkers like every line is good man they have had to record hundreds of thousands of lines for this for this game like literally um and um it is it is incredible how this is done they have this narrator that is uh, is narrating the story and everything speaking to you from the off it fantastic and then the the combat is honestly super challenging in the beginning but once you get the hang of it and how you like need to buff your your teammates and everything it is it is so much fun very strategic but but a lot of fun and the rpg mechanics are super deep like you can specialize in everything you um it's 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 absolutely a fantastic game um Again, plays fantastic on handhelds as well. So, Dutch, I know you've been holding off because you think this is, is like a 4X strategy game. But it's not. It really is not. I can't get this out of my head that you said this. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's too good. It's too good. Uh, so, yeah, guys, today we will be watching a lot of Baldur's Gate 3. Um gameplay and and um i wanted to to actually talk to you about Baldur's Gate and its success uh, i mean it's breaking records on steam yeah absolutely yep. insane numbers uh, it's the second highest played game this year and it in, entered immediately the top 10 of all time steam games it is uh, sits right now at a Metacritic of 97, which is like one of the highest rated games of the last decade uh, and ever, honestly, <laughs> on Metacritic. Um, so what, what do you make of the success? Uh, I mean, it is a really niche game. It is, yeah. Um, it is not something that you would assume appeals to the masses, just like nope. like Elden Ring last year, like Souls games, yeah, they've been successful, but they're still kind of niche because, yeah, they they are something else. They are not mainstream, and this game is definitely not mainstream, but it's super successful. So, what, what do you make of this, man? Yeah, it's good to see that they've stuck to their roots and they've, they've kept with the same gameplay style regardless. They haven't followed a and uh, they haven't followed a trend to try and change it into something that it isn't. So they haven't tried to turn it into a Diablo, for instance, just to make sure that they get more people to play it. They've kept it as 
a typical Dungeons and Dragons game. It's turn based. You got the roll of the dice. Um, yep, you gotta do that. And, and you've got to move your characters before you attack in battle. Um, yes, you can, can. It is part of the turn based thing. Uh, you have to move <laughs> characters. I don't know how this can be a negative for a game. It is because the Xbox game bores me to death. That's what it is. But um, <laughs> no, but on, on that side, though, it's a good thing, even though I'm not interested in this game, it is a good thing that it's stuck to its roots, stuck to its laurels, hasn't forced itself to change in order to follow a trend. Um, and it's been, on PC at least, it's been very successful. Mm. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how it does when it hits PlayStation this coming week or weeks, whenever it releases. Um, I think it releases along with Starfield in September, right? No, before it. A little bit before it? Okay. A week before, I think. A week before, okay. okay. So when everybody got early access for Starfield, uh, everybody will be playing Baldur's Gate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 so they'll have you think. I don't think anyone will be playing Baldur's Gate on PlayStation 5. I think it'll be a very, very minute amount of people. It has entered um, the top pre-order games and is... Uh, uh, I think behind uh, the new FIFA or uh, football club, pardon me, uh, uh, game, the second highest pre-ordered game on PlayStation. It'll be more interesting to see the amount of people that actually get a couple of hours into the game. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I think a lot of people, uh, especially PC, with PC gamers, it's different because they know Baldur's Gate. Yeah, they know what they're getting into. But everyone assumes this is like the new Witcher, yeah. Uh, when mm-hmm. they, uh, and I'm not sure, uh, but it is. Uh, it's just so good, man. It's the only game this year that hasn't gotten any FOMO from me. I have zero FOMO for this game. Sometimes I feel I don't know you, man. Sometimes I feel I don't know you. Zero. I would have like if, assumed. If, if, if on the other hand, like I was away on holiday and everyone was playing Starfield. I would have serious FOMO. I would be like, I want to play the game hmm. right now. But Baldur's Gate does have it has zero effect on me. <laughs> None whatsoever. You've been chewing my ears off for I don't know years about yeah. how you want Final Fantasy get, get back to this turn-based. Yep. Just because it's 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 right. a CRPG and not a JRPG, uh, dude. Well, that, that and in Final Fantasy, I don't have to move the characters before I attack. I can just attack. If you want to, you can stand still. You're just making it extra hard for yourself. But uh, nobody's that's forcing you point. to move, dude. <laughs> that's the, But you're required to. <laughs> no, you're not. So, like, you well, not I don't win. know. You won't win. I, you, Probably you both not. Know this. <laughs> Probably not. The fact that movement takes up turns, it's not a case of like, it doesn't take up a turn. It's the fact that it takes up turns. You have to move your characters X, Y, and Z, and that actually uses your turns up. And I'd, I'd rather not. I'd rather just get on with it. I don't like, and then you've got to think of the fact that no, you get like in Starfield, every move you get like the same amount of steps you can take, and it's not taking away from your action points. Mm, but even still, I've got to weigh up, especially with my mind, which big game I want to devote over the next. I get that. Mm-hmm. It was I was I didn't pre-order Baldur's Gate because I I knew I would enjoy it, but it was like yeah, 
Starfield's coming out really soon and Baldur's Gate is like a hundred plus hour game at least. And yeah. I knew I w- won't be able to finish it before Starfield. Starfield Early Access starts September 1st. The week before that, we are at Gamescom, so I'm not going to be playing that uh, anything while we are at least not like uh, on my playthrough list. Yeah, we will be playing stuff at Gamescom, of course, but you know what I mean? In that week, we yeah. won't be playing games. Uh, so I knew that I have only more or less like two weeks or so left, uh, plus minus, uh, to, to finish the game. And I will never, ever be able to achieve that. But then everyone was like, ah, the game is so good. The game is so good. And FOMO hit me, man. It, it hit me hard. Um, And and here we are. Here we are. Like, huh? like with my high elf sorcerer kicking ass, <laughs> kicking ass. Although I have one region I want to, I need to go to. And whenever I want to enter the region, it says like, are you sure you want to enter? Because with the level of your party, it's going to be incredibly difficult. <laughs> and I have no idea uh, how much more side content I need to do to, to get there. Uh, but then I realized I, I just missed an entire storyline of the main quest in another area. And I just went back there and, and continued the actual main story. It's like the game is crazy big but so yep. awesome. Um, Pyromat sends in, sends in a five-pound super chat and says, with Starfield mods, there won't be size restrictions, but the mods will still be vetted for console as le- legislation stops uh, a level of sexual content on home console. <laughs> That's awesome to hear, man. I had no idea that this is actually a thing that they removed. The, really, the so TJ was right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they remove the, the the size limitation of mods. I get that they will still check certain things for mods. Um, that they don't introduce like console breaking bugs or certain content, sexual nature, violence nature, stuff like that. But good stuff, man. Then we are in for a treat with the modding community. The modding community with with Bethesda games is simply insane. Did you know that they recreated the entire game of Oblivion in Skyrim? There's a mod. Uh, The entire game, Skylivian or something it's called, (laughs) uh, uh, recreated in Skyrim. And you can play the entire game. the, The modding community in Bethesda games is just insane. And we are in for a treat. Yeah. Yep. Some good stuff. Good stuff. All right, Dutch. You know what? Uh, what came out today? Actually, as a surprise, I did. Nobody expected it to to launch today. Quake Two, the remasters well, out for ten bucks. Quake, Quake, speaking of Quake and uh, and Starfield, by mm. the way, announced at QuakeCon today. Or at least is this today? Is this yesterday? Today? Today? I think it's today. Noble yeah. Jade. Noble chairs have announced a special edition Starfield chair that they've just brought out. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Fancy new computer chair for Starfield. It, it does look pretty. I'll give it that. Nice. But it's about £4 billion, pounds, though. How much? Um, they are $600. Woo! Mm. Insane. Insane, but probably really cool as well. 
So yeah, yeah. Uh, that sh- Quake Two the remaster came out on uh, everything. It also came out PlayStation Switch and PC. Um, costs ten bucks, uh, and I've seen people out there debating this. Uh, why does Xbox bring out the remaster of such a game on PlayStation and of course Switch? But obviously the discussion is always around PlayStation. What do you think? Why do they do that? <sighs> what the, the the Red Dead Redemption we're talking about here? No, uh, Quake. Quake. Oh, Quake! I don't mind a little remaster, especially when it's a little shadow drop straight into uh, straight into um, services. Um, sure. So we got them both on Game Pass and on PlayStation Plus today. So, yeah. Yeah, but awesome. SCP, what do you think? Uh, people complain. I've seen people complaining about this on Twitter today. Why? Because it comes. It's a Xbox first party game, and it comes out on on PlayStation. Oh, come on now, come on now. <laughs> yeah, it's a classic. It's a classic quick title. God, I can understand people kind of having a little moan if there's some kind of g- ginormous AAA first party title or something. But this is mm. a way old game. Like it's it not is. gonna do any numbers. It's gonna it's on both subscription services. People need to just get a grip. <laughs> Chill out. That's what I thought too. Yeah. It's a fan service, dude. For ten bucks, come on. Yeah. It's a fan service. It's not like they it it's not a remake. It is literally just a little uppress and then bam, there it is. Um yeah. it, it it's there's no reason to complain here. Uh, nope. If if it is actually really working, like the rumors say, on a full uh, reboot um, of, of Quake, now that will be probably exclusive. That will be exclusive. That will yeah. be exclusive. Yeah, just like Starfield is or whatever. Um, but there's, but no, there's literally zero requirement on keeping Quake Two Remaster exclusive. Yeah, exactly. So such a minuscule game. It's not like everyone's going to play it. There's going to be maybe a couple of hundred thousand people touch the game. Yeah, exactly. If that, if that. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, we we shouldn't interpret uh, uh, too to, too much into this. This is there's just. It's not like like I've seen the fanboys out there. You know, Xbox is in trouble. They're bringing out their games to PlayStation because. They are doomed. They are doomed. You know who is actually, yep. uh, well, not doomed, but apparently not doing so well is Square Enix. Um, their stock actually dropped this week uh, down a lot. Significantly. Significantly. <laughs> uh, temporarily up to 25%. It then bounced a little back and it's now at around 15% less uh, than a couple of days ago. Um, and that's of course because um, Final Fantasy 16 really didn't perform as expected. Yeah, uh, they had their earnings call, and yeah, surprise, surprise here, Dutch. Um, Final Fantasy 16 didn't meet the quote unquote high end expectations. Uh, and do you want to do you want to kind of relate to the people part part of the reasoning why they said that happened? Uh, what, what do you mean? What, what are you referring to? 
Uh, referring to the comments by uh, Square as to part of the reasoning as to why it didn't achieve the set goals. Ah, uh, because of the install that, base. Yes, because yeah, it released yeah, yeah, only no. on PlayStation 5. Well, and they, they blamed the install, the <laughs> install base. They blamed the install base of the PlayStation 5. I don't know about you, but... There are, what, 270 million <laughs> Steam users out there that they completely left in the rain. There are, whatever, 20 plus million Xbox gamers that they left out in the rain. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but it has to do with the install base of the PlayStation 5. Uh, nothing to do with exclusivity, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. It's business one-on-one. -on -one. It's always the install base. It's not some weird-ass <laughs> exclusive deals. Of course, Dutch. Like, everyone has said that. they they We knew that because pre-order numbers were already super low. Yep. Yeah. Super low. Uh, super low. Uh, then... The, I know they have their home on PlayStation. I get it with with Final Fantasy, but then, like, come on, how stupid can you be and leave like this massive PC community out there in the rain? Yep. Like again, Steam. Hundreds of millions of people play on Steam or, or on PC. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the Xbox community also very excited for those kind of games. Yeah, um, Final Fantasy Fifteen did really well on 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 Xbox actually. Yeah, can't recall the exact numbers, but it was like an absolute success on Xbox. And now they leave this entire community out there, and then they wonder how they cannot meet the expectations. So yeah, stock price drop completely deserved there's yep yep so it's uh it's in sin it's, it's as if we didn't already tell them um, many times yeah this was going to happen exactly but yeah. square never listened because square would rather take the upfront cash than actually have more people play the game and see there are so many factors in there um i know you know we will always say, say, say this. Uh, I, for for years, we've been talking about this. Yeah? Yeah. Um, the PlayStation, of course, is on a global scale the much better known brand. Yeah? In a lot of countries, playing video games is associated simply with, with PlayStation. That's a fact. But there, there, there are also a lot of very casual gamers out there on PlayStation. Like... Yep. Basically, everyone at work except my boss. He's an actual gamer. Yeah, he he actually plays more. He played Final Fantasy sixteen. But a lot of my coworkers they they have PlayStations at home, and when you talk to them, all they play is the Fifas and some of them Call of Duty, and that's it. And these kind of casual gamers. When when you talk about it was this week that they reported forty two million sold. Uh, PlayStation 5s. How many of those are actual, like, gamers that buy more than just the Fortnites and FIFA? Well, you don't buy Fortnite, but, you know, play uh, Fortnite, 
FIFA and Roblox, Call of Duty. And much, much like every console, that doesn't doesn't even include the ones that have been sold or yeah got rid of. And that's the thing. Like, I don't know how it is in the UK, but I always say when when you meet an Xbox gamer in Germany, you know it's gamer. It's uh, but you meet like tons of people that they have Playstations just for FIFA. Um, yeah. Because well, brand the brand is so unknown because and and that means that for the fact that you uh, have an Xbox, you are already investigated in gaming <laughs> to, to be yeah. able to know that it exists. Like it's just what it is. But and that's the thing, you leave those kind of gamers out there. You leave the enthusiastic actual gaming community out there. And I'm not just talking about Xbox, but of course also of, of the PC community, and 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 this is it's it's really no wonder. Um, so yeah, PlayStation focuses on selling consoles. That's that's good. They know about the importance of install base, but yeah, it, it, it's it's what I always say. Like like that, Xbox really should focus on also a little bit more. Yeah, install base is important, but at the same yeah. time, when you look at at the sales numbers, like less than ten percent of them bought Final Fantasy sixteen. Yeah, and yep. and a game lives and dies in these days through viral marketing. When you see people out Baldur's Gate, I that the viral that that game had zero marketing, zero nothing. You will, will never see a billboard. TV ad, let alone an internet commercial, maybe something on, on your Twitter timeline, but that's it, you know? Yeah. And why is it such a success? Because people are out there actually talking about the game, enjoying the game, and for that you have to have people to play it. Like Final Fantasy 16 came out, I've seen a handful of people enjoying the game. I'm not taking away from the game. I think actually it looks cool. I'm looking, for, I will be playing it at some point when I have the time. Um, but, yep. but, yeah, I have not seen that many people actually play the game, talk about the game. There were one or two in my timeline occasionally. I don't know, UK Desiris, uh, Desi Baby in the chat played it and loved it. Cool. But yep. that's it, you know? And then and then there is no viral effect. Uh, the, the, the FIFA players of PlayStation, they will not advertise Final Fantasy 16 for you. So that's on square dude that's on square uh how yep. i don't know how big the check was to make that up you know like missing out on i don't know five million sold numbers at least uh, 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 copies at least that you across could have every sold platform. every uh, across every platform the check of of playstation must have been really big i don't know what do you think man I'm, i've been rambling on here so yeah, no, I've been saying it for for a long time about about uh, Square. Um, they need to stop. I understand in the past they had an exclusivity kind of thing with with Sony, and and that ended, and it it needs to stay that way. But yeah. Sony keep offering the bag because they light on first party content. Absolutely. The thing is, is that they need to kind of, I think, Square need to start thinking of themselves a bit more. If they want the franchise to be successful, it, it they're gonna have to stop just releasing it on a singular platform every time, and then like releasing the game one, two, three years later on PC, and in or never 
at all on on Xbox and Switch. Like it's the I mainline franchise. Remake, it's a big, yeah, never came. Yep. Even though it was promised. Big, it's their big poster thing, and they still haven't brought it over. <clears throat> and and they wonder why their sales numbers are low and why they're not achieving targets. Yeah. Yeah. The install base is forty million, but again, you've got to think of the percentage of people that you know will buy the game on that. So if your percentage is only forty, you know the percentage. Sorry, if the if the sales are forty mil, you know the percentage of people that actually invest in the game is about ten percent or less. Then you need to think about okay, so we're only going to do if we have a look at the track record of Final Fantasy and the uptake on how yeah. many people versus how many sold. Then we know we're going to get four million on PlayStation Five, yeah. which and we should have known previously. Okay, it's not going to do as good as we'd hoped, so we need a, we need to release it on every platform. Mm. But they didn't, and then and it it's isn't. like getting punched. It's like, it's like walking into a lamppost and wondering why you walked into a lamppost. You can see it coming, but you do nothing about it. Yeah, yeah. You know what but they need to do? Good. They need to start thinking. As a global company, they they have focused way too much uh, on what they can achieve in the in the Japanese market, and I get that PlayStation is big over there. I get it, yeah. But if you want to have success, down in Japanese markets, believe yeah, it, 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 yeah, 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 it's it's true. It's still big, big brand, yeah, there. But yeah. you you kind of have to focus also on the worldwide market. I mean, they had a couple of really good Western studios and they simply sold them off, yeah? And yeah. then they focus with this weird exclusivity on on, on 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 very specific markets. If you want to be successful, there's a free advice here, yeah? Start thinking globally. And that re means reaching as many, as many uh, uh, gamers as possible. If you are a third-party publisher, yeah. Um, but yeah, Pyromed sets in a five-pound super chat and says Sony don't pay for Square Enix for exclusivity. They do x amount value of marketing for the game, so uh, Square Enix save money, but not partially recover development costs. The game was not marketed at all, so they need to get whatever that is back because yeah. there was zero marketing for that game. No, I, I, I do get what Pyro is saying though. Um, we've seen this um, across many uh, games where they had the marketing rights for or had exclusivity for. Usually, Sony markets a lot those games, and they are. This is part of the agreements to get like the marketing deals. A lot of the, the marketing deals. Uh, Really don't happen it's in not the way. Easy. You know, it's not even easy to find Final Fantasy 16 on the store. You have to dig in to find it on the store on PlayStation. You're a PlayStation owner now. What do you, do you make of the store, by the way? Because I, I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, either I, I really like discoverability. Is it's if you terrible? Look, it's terrible. Like indies can is impossible to find. Like you, I put, you put in PlayStation Five games, which is, has its own section. Thankfully, thank God. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's just four hundred billion indies, and none of the big titles. I'm like, mm. what are all these? And why are these little indies PlayStation Five only? Like, who's, which which of these guys thought that was a good idea? You're a tiny little indie game, and you play PS Five only. 
What, yeah. you, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you I doing? Don't I don't know. These are the same guys with the, the Quantum Error that keeps thinking his game can only run on a PlayStation 5. <laughs> it, 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 apparently, it has gone gold. The, oh, yeah, of course it has. I don't know. It's more like a gold chocolate coin. <laughs> Melts away like uh, nothing, but, but, dude. Yeah. yeah, I don't like the store. I don't like the store. I think the store it's, needs some serious work on PlayStation. Yeah, it does. It absolutely. Um, so, yeah. It is what it is. Uh, Square really needs to rethink their, their global strategy. I I wonder what, what will change now that they are buddy-buddy with, with uh, film again. Um, we, we shall I think, see. I think I'd likely be this is this was just before they announced these numbers and they knew what these numbers were going to be. <laughs> mm. They were like, we need to get these platforms back on site <laughs> yeah. because this is just not good enough. And we're, we're wondering why we keep complaining that things aren't doing well. Well, this is why. <laughs> this is why. Exactly. You keep making stupid decisions. You bring Octopath over to Xbox and Switch, but you don't bring it to PlayStation. Then you bring the second one over to Switch and PlayStation, but you don't bring it to Xbox. And you're like, what are you doing? Why Why are you so backwards? <laughs> and and seriously, broken promises. Uh, again, they promised Final Fantasy uh, uh, VII Remake for, for Xbox. Never came. It never came. Yeah. Uh, and... And people remember that stuff, man. Yeah. Gamers are not that stupid like like they th- some of these publishers think we are. Uh, we remember that kind of shit, and and in this day and age where we never run out of games to play, there's always an alternative to play. Yeah. Yeah. People will remind stuff like that. Uh, so. Yeah. Let's see where where Square is going to head with the new CEO. Let's let's see if the guy can sh- turn the ship around. Um, I mean, the first move with Phil on stage is definitely the uh, a good sign in the right direction. My, my only thing yeah. is, and I, th- I think I said this like two weeks ago or so when it was an actual topic on the on, on this podcast. Um, and I feel like we've heard that story before. It was in twenty eighteen or nineteen. Where they also went on stage and all these Final Fantasy games came to Xbox and they said, we are best I would, friends. I would now. add a new one to that, though. It was on the Xbox stage at that point, but this time they brought it out at the anniversary for it, Final Fantasy. Yeah, and on the Square stage, of course. I get yeah. it. Yeah, it is a little, it, it, it is different a, a little bit, but still, let's let's wait and see what, what will more happen. Squ- it's more Square trying to make a statement than it is Xbox at that point. Yeah. It's like, we've done it. We've brought it over. Here's Phil. They said his name about 40 times in the introduction. Like, Phil Spencer, head of Xbox. The head of Xbox of Phil Spencer. <laughs> I know. And let's not forget that this time, the last time he came, the last time he, he was on stage with, with, with Square, he was just the head of Xbox. But the head yeah. of Xbox is now part of the board of management of Microsoft. So, yeah. yeah his role is way bigger now than it was like five years ago. Uh, and yep. especially in this hierarchy-driven Japanese culture, the Japanese people, if you've ever worked with a Japanese company, they it's they they are like really, really uh, conservative if it comes to hierarchy and stuff like that. For, for yeah, them, that is, 
Yeah, so th this is this is something else. Uh, I I get it, and I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, and it's not that I don't trust Phil. I just don't trust uh, Square. That's 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 the thing. You know, you never know what they kind of fart goes through their head uh, the next day. So you yep. you never know. All right. Um. Let, let's move on to something else, dude. Um, two, two tinier topics before we get into a bigger one. Uh, okay. Okay. 4A Games is going to attend Gamescom. I, I want to talk about Gamescom occasionally because I'm just super excited to be there. It's the Metro Studio. Um, yes. Uh, the the studio will be present at this year uh, uh, Gamescom event and as an exhibitor uh, they have a booth and everything and of course the question is Dutch what are they going to show you're not going to Gamescom with Metro Exodus which is now what four years old you're not going there to, to show that what, what do you think we get in a new Metro or what, what's 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 happening Dutch let me know What's happening? I guess we'll find out at opening and night live what will be happening. Mm. <laughs> um, I don't know. Is it a new metro or are they creating a new IP that we're unaware of? It's. I've been asking my. I mean, no spoilers, but Metro was kind of finished after Exodus the trilogy. Yep. Yep. And good. And good. Sometimes you, sometimes you don't need more than a good thing. Like. Maybe he's revisit that again in a decade or so, and maybe he's do another Metro, but entirely different, set in yeah. a different area with new characters. But like sometimes milking a franchise too much is milking a franchise too much, and you can tell, and, and it does affect it in the long run. Too much of a good thing. Um, so it'd be good for them to try something new out. I'll, I, I personally hope it's something that isn't Metro. Mm -hmm. Metro's good, but we've already got another post-apocalyptic. Um, game coming. Game coming out very soon Stalker in Stalker. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, which looks absolutely fantastic. And to be fair, it doesn't feel like yesterday that we got Metro Exodus. I know it's been a while now. It's been years. Yeah. But it still feels yeah. relatively new. When was that? When, when, hang on. I'm, uh, yeah. Continue. It got a ray tracing patch for this, this gen. 2019. So four years ago, man. Yeah. I think I hope I personally hope it's going to be a new IP, something different from the team. They're very talented, mm. but an awesome engine. So they have the, one of the best engines out there, dude. The Metro yeah. Exodus looks absolutely insane on Series X. When you play it with the ray tracing patch, it's phenomenal. I I did a second playthrough of Metro Exodus when that pet patch came out because it is just too beautiful to not play be played. It is fen a phenomenal engine. Yeah. yeah. What do you hope? Since I don't f feel like we get like Metro games every other year, we, we just don't. Yeah. I'm okay with playing a Metro game every five years. Uh, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. So it was yeah. a fantastic franchise, very unique atmosphere. And they've come a long way. From the first Metro, which was a very linear shooter, corridor shooter kind of game, 
to this semi-open world in, in Metro Exodus, they've come a, come a long way across the entire trilogy. And I loved every game. Um, and I would, would love to see them continue down that road. I want to see what they can do now, uh, even bigger worlds or whatever, uh, and maybe more non-linear storylines. But I'm always up for seeing what else talented studios can do. And 4A Games is a very talented studio. So I, I would be up for both. I New IP would be absolutely cool to see. Um, but if they return to Metro, I'm a happy man. Because I, I love that that, uh, that, that atmosphere um, in the Metro games. So the, the mixture of, you know, good story, little horror elements... Um, Better, really good game, gunplay. Yeah, you. It's not like enemies are not bullet sponges, and you have to think about every bullet you shoot. I love that. You know, it's not like just yeah. going around like Rambo, and and you really have to think: is the bullet worth it? And uh, I like. I really do like that about the Metro game. So I, I would be excited to see something. Uh, but I guess we will find out. And of course, uh, we, we we use that as a segue to let everyone know again. Uh, of course, we will be at Gamescom. We will try to do a live podcast from Gamescom. Yeah. Uh, probably the Thursday week, so today in two weeks. Um, it We have a very busy schedule there. Like, from opening night, live media days, fan fest, uh, uh, public uh, days. We, we have certain appointments at booths and, and stuff, so... Um, we will try to cover as much as possible. We will absolutely, um, we will absolutely do like little video vlogs uh, 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 and stuff like that. But um, yeah, let's see if if we can squeeze in a live podcast from Gamescom. It's definitely the plan, uh, and we will definitely collect all your questions, guys. Um, so if you want us to ask certain developers something um if you want us to look out for certain game or stuff um we will probably also be in the lucky position to meet some of the 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 xbox team you know um if you have certain things you want us to talk about let us know because we are a community and we want to um we want to 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 bring the the, the atmosphere of games come to you as well so yeah, and we will po- put out p- a dedicated post on YouTube, on Twitter, on, on the Discord, everywhere um, to collect those. So if you put them randomly now on uh, in the chat, <laughs> we will probably not be able to to take them with us. But yeah, uh, it's definitely something we look forward to. Um, but yeah, Dutch, another game got uh, not the biggest update, but uh, an interesting one. Um and that is, um, of course, IO Interactive this week. Um, IO Interactive, uh, we know that they work on two different games, um, Project Dragon or Project Fantasy, what it's called now, um, yeah. is uh, a, a game that they work on. They said, but this year, uh, that, that that game is years away. So this is very early uh, production. Uh, it's years out. It didn't sound like the original rumor set. Um, 
uh, that it's going to be Xbox exclusive. So, uh, I mean, it sounds like it's it, it's it's going to be third party, but whatever. The bigger news were actually on their 007 game, Project 007. Um, yeah. And they said it's under development. It's looking very cool. It's going to tell the story of the first Bond and how he becomes the secret agent that he is. So it's going to be an origin story for James Bond. Uh, what do you think? Uh, good idea to do it this way? And what do you expect from, from the IO Bond game? Yeah, it's cool that they've, they've chosen to go down more of a story route for it. So mm -hmm. I'm interested to see how that goes um, instead of just being a plain old shooter. Yeah. Um, so if we're going down the, the the story route with a backstory to Bond and how he became um, someone working for MI6, um, then, yeah, that's going to be interesting, definitely. Do you think it's going to be like a Hitman game with uh, not, uh, what is it, what, is, what it was, Agent um, 47, uh, or but, but with Bond? Or do you actually think that they will deviate from that Hitman formula? I think it might be a little bit Hitman, but it won't involve dressing up in different outfits and things. It'll just be Bond as Bond, because obviously we know as a secret agent, he doesn't, like, no matter what film he's in, he doesn't try to pretend to be something else. He's always just in regular clothing or or he's in a tuxedo or or, or, a, or a suit of some form. So um, I don't Since think that'll change. Since it's the origin story, it, it could be different, you know? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. And even then, it'll be a little bit more realistic. Hitman's Hitman's a bit silly. It's 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 a cool game, but it's it is very much silly. You can dress up like a chicken and things like that. Like realistically, an assassin's not going to get dressed up like a chicken. Like <laughs> I don't know. I, ne I never met one, so. <laughs> No, you, you, the vast majority of the time, you wouldn't even see them. You'll just you'll just have food poisoning or something randomly. Um, so, no, it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool to see what, how it turns out, but I'm, I'm interested to see what the story is that they're creating for this. Definitely. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I I do do think it's going to be like a... They will keep that sandbox formula. You know, that's what they, they are known for. Like, you can do a lot of different things in the, in these, in the levels and use the environment and everything. I, I would assume that they will stay true to that. But I love the idea of an origin um, story of, of James Bond. We, we kind of yeah. had that with the Daniel Craig films, uh, uh, Bond movies. Um, but yeah, uh, not, not, not really. He was already like a double, a, a, a double O agent. So um yeah it's it's going to be interesting to see uh and and they made it sound that it comes along really well so let's hope let's hope we will see something soon from that um yeah yeah so Dutch, let's get into one of the 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 main topics i actually put that also in the thumbnail um that is about obsidian i don't know if you've watched it they released like a documentary because they had their 20th anniversary so first of all happy birthday to obsidian for being an awesome studio for 20 years and um they 
had the in the in that documentary um they had a couple of new infos on, on about um so they talked about that about had co-op focus early in the in the game development and that they now changed it didn't work out the mechanics didn't work storytelling didn't work um and that they now changed that to traditional obsidian single player rpg uh, type of game yeah uh, they also mentioned that um that they actually had um pitched that game um to microsoft in the acquisition process they showed about that and the way how xbox handled it they gave them the the, the respective freedom um to do what what they wanted to do and that's actually allowed them to to go back to a single player because they talked about how it is way more attractive if you pitch to publishers yeah for for a game if you have a multiplayer component because then the game can be monetized better of course and everything but yeah they went back to traditional single player rpg they said about is going to obsidian's version of what a fantasy first person rpg is is um they also talked about that it was hard to find at the beginning the right balance in between taking the world of Eora that they created in Pillars of Eternity and yet create a new game that is more approachable approachable for larger audience, for more casual audiences. Um, they also said that with Avowed, uh, the, they focus on more unique bespoke content, very deep systems and storytelling. Um, they will focus on characters, societies, and factions. Gonna play a big role in the game, just just as you kind of would expect from from about. Um, and, and now I want to quote: "They said about is the natural extension of all the things that we care about as a studio of all the things we are great at." Uh, Fergus, the head of Oblivion, uh, Oblivion uh, Obsidian, said. We look back and uh, be proud, but we won't just sit on our throne of amazing RPGs. We keep working and we will be proud of our future games, Vowed and others. They'll be awesome and we'll have a whole new generation of people enjoying our game. So, Dutch, what do you think about not being co uh, a co-op game? doesn't have multiplayer it's a single player game it will focus on rich storytelling deep world building deep systems and rpg mechanics well what do you expect from about brilliant that's what i like to hear that's what i want i don't want a cooperative open world yeah. obsidian game that we've got one it's called grounded <laughs> yeah. yeah true that um no, I want I want this game to be absolutely awesome. I want to engross. It's it's the it's the next thing after Skyrim that I'll get engrossed in. It's the next fantasy world. It's so sorry, not Skyrim, Starfield. Yeah. Um, it's the next. It's as close as we're going to get to an Elder Scrolls in the next seven years. <laughs> so yeah. So I'm going to thoroughly enjoy it. I am really looking forward to without. Uh, uh, me and you were one of one of the very few people that 
were not phased at all by what we saw mm. on the yeah on the game show. I thought it looked great. I thought it looked interesting. It just immediately jumped out to me like a like a new Skyrim in a very colourful world. Yeah, and I love that. It had the Obsidian style, but it very much felt like a Skyrim. Um, so bring it on. I'm I'm absolutely. I cannot wait to play it. I yeah, cannot wait. I mean, listen, we we gave Xbox our fair amount of crap for not getting involved properly in certain development uh, and uh, processes and quality checks in in uh, at the studios. But the one yep. studio that I've always said, like Obsidian, is is uh, is going to be the insomniac of Xbox. You know, it's this powerhouse studio. They just function the way they do. They are very well oiled machine. They have so many teams working on so many different games, and um, Obsidian knows what they are doing. They just yep. do. Of course. Every studio before they were owned by Xbox, like every other studio, they they have the problem of, of funding. It, it, video games are expensive to make. You have to pay uh, for like with very expensive equipment. You have to pay salary to people for years before you get any return of your investment. And multiplayer options keep games relevant, you know, longer. You're not creating a one and done. Um, that's why I get what 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 Fergus said in 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 the interview that games with multiplayer components are simply more attractive to to publishers than single player games. But we know that single player games can be super successful. Even EA recognized that. Come on, if EA sees sees it, uh, that that. Single-player games can be super successful. No, it's got to be true, and we all know that. Look, look at this game yeah. right here on screen. Yeah, Baldur's Gate, single-player, super successful. Well, well, there is co-op. Yeah, not on Xbox. <laughs> but, um, that's the thing. Uh, I'd uh, love. To, I'd like to see the actual people that are playing this game co-op. I don't think that anyone plays co-op on on PC. I, I, well, local split screen co op, of course, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's In a general, console thing, dude. That's what what you... But even, even, even still, I cannot see the developer. I, I personally think co op on this game is a waste of resources. I do not think it's going to be used. I don't know. Honestly, I think it it's is. Nice, like it's tons it's, it's, of it's fun. For people in, yeah, but for people in, for people in chat to say it's a nice option, it is a nice option. For the 100 people out of the millions that are playing the game mm. to play it, it's a nice option, but it's not worth the development time. I think couch co-op on console games is is something that a lot of people do enjoy. It's way more than 100. Not way in a more. big game like this. Mario Kart, fair enough. FIFA, absolutely. I, I do get what you're saying. <laughs> of course, an, a 100-hour-plus uh, story-driven yeah, uh, RPG uh, is is a different beast to be played in co-op. I do get that's that, um, but things yeah. like Battletoads, for instance, which every it had couch co-op, but it didn't have online co-op. And then, like, there's there's been several things like that where it's got couch co-op, but it doesn't have online co-op. And you're yeah. like, it's it's equally as baffling a decision for me 
this game could easily have released without co-op and it wouldn't have made a single bit of difference to mm. how that game was reviewed or all the amount of people that played it. I, I have zero doubt that any of the uh, reviewers played this game in couch co-op. No, no reviewer played it in couch co-op. Absolute uh. fortune in development time and costs if they just didn't bother. Yeah. It's, I just don't see this game, the, the size that it is, getting that many people playing Couch Corp on it. Yeah. That it was worth the effort. Yeah. Well, I still think that a lot of people would be playing this on in Couch Co-op on a, on a console, not on PC. PC is not a platform for Couch Co-op. It's just not. Um, but but on console, I think it's different. But I do get your train of thought that uh, that being the reason why this game does not come to to Xbox is is it is what it is. It's unfortunate. Um, by the time in twenty four when this game comes to Xbox, it it people will not be talking about that as much as it is now. It's it's now the hot new thing. It is now the the hype and and console gamers on Xbox just just miss out on it unfortunately because of this parity thing yeah with uh, that they can't remove co uh, a co-op mode on a Series S version that's that's unfortunate um, very unfortunate but and you might see it as as not worth it I think a lot of console gamers well, in smaller games uh, that's what I'm saying in smaller yeah, games yeah I do absolutely. get I do get it but. Uh, in this game, like Larian that, no, thinks it's, it's an important thing. They always had couch co-ops in their game. You can play Divinity, Original Sins 1 and 2 in couch co-op. It's part of the XP. Actually, I played Divinity or Original Sins in couch co-op. Oh, I'm one of those guys. I played it with a buddy. We had an awesome evening. I remember that. We, we had an awesome evening uh, eating pizza, drinking beers, playing couch co-op. Did we play through the entire game? No, but it is was, was a fun option. Yeah, to 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 have that, so yeah, I do get your train of thought. I do get it, but uh, I wanted to actually say something about about we. How did we end up here? Uh, so, so you played? Do you played a couple of hours? A couple of hours of couch go up. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm sure the devs would have loved months of work on that for people to play three hours of couch co-op. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. You're yeah. getting the point here. It's about options. <laughs> it's about options. Because yeah, but but if you from a purely logistical standpoint, from the developer's time when they're moaning about resources and the fact that it's taking so long to do yeah. X, Y, and Z, and then the when you actually statistically look at how many people are actually playing a certain game mode on your game, that that turns to not being worth a priority. Then you release the game without it. And ship that thing later down the line yeah. because it isn't a priority. Mode. You know what? What I've been thinking, um, Xbox is not allowing like, or let me rephrase that. They 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 insist on this parity thing in between Xbox Series X and S. Yeah, so you can't remove game modes. You can reduce the, on the Series S, of course, the resolution or even remove frame rate, uh, performance mode or something like that. But you cannot remove content. And actually, why are they going to Larian and just say, remove co-op entirely? Also from the Series X version. Then you have parity. 
release this game on Xbox without co-op? Would yep. it still be a massive success? Would it be the same vision that that Larian has had for the game? No, absolutely not. Well, but it's what I'm saying, though, you can release it without co-op, and then just when it's ready, when the co-op is ready, then you just patch the co-op in. Patch the co-op in on both versions, then. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. What I'm it's just like the main driving factor for the game is the single player and the single player story. Yeah, yeah. it isn't the co-op. Like as much as the co-op is an option, and again, people keep bringing up Halo, but uh, Halo is a, a first-person shooter, which again is notoriously known from LAN parties, which is entirely different to this. <laughs> We're going back all the way back to the OG for yeah. having physical co-op, always has been, before even online co-op came into the picture. So I that was agree. an issue. And they called it a tethering issue, and it eventually did come to console. Mm. But even still, did the game do well without co-op on launch? Yes. Did it get rated highly on launch? Yes. Did it degrade it a little bit for its rating? Possibly. However, did people enjoy the campaign? They did. Did they play the online multiplayer for quite a while? They did. When co-op came out, did it make much of a difference? Nope. Because no one went back to it. <laughs> I, I agree, but it's it's a different thing because that's the, that's the whole my whole point. Now, by the time that Xbox is getting the game, it will not matter because the game is out already for six months. And it was the problem with Halo. It was, what was it, a year or so when they patched in co-op? People mm -hmm. have moved on. There are yeah. always the die-hard fans that go back and play certain games. Yeah, I get it. Agreed. But at the end of the day... The vast majority has moved on after six months, after a year from a from a game. That's just normal and uh, totally fine. I'm one of those guys. I rarely stick with the game longer than six months. Uh, it's like the Age of Empires and maybe a Diablo or so that that will hook me longer than that. It's but the vast majority I play the games. The next I finish the games, the next game comes out and I move on. That's just the, the nature of it. And the co-op mode um, brought a lot of people back. They played and did another playthrough of the campaign and then they moved on again. That's that's just what, what it was. Um, but and and yeah, here Xbox put themselves in a predicament here. It is they they I do get why they insist on that parity clause. I do get it because that's the whole idea on how they sold the Series S. That you you get the same version on Series X and S, and in the one you just have worse graphics. You know, less resolution, maybe a little less detail, worse frame rates, but it's the same game. This is how they sold the game, and they can't make make an exception here for Baldur's Gate. They can't because then. The other day, the next day, EA comes along and says, "Well, we are removing this or that from 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 our uh, uh, Series S versions because we're simply too lazy to optimize for something," and and then Xbox is in real trouble. So I get that they can't make an ex uh, 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 exception here, but they could bring up the idea of removing co-op entirely uh, because, yeah. It would suck for Xbox gamers to not have the option. I get it. Um, but probably, like you said, probably most gamers wouldn't be using it anyway. So, yep. yeah, it is like what it is. P like you mentioned PC. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> but PC is a different again. PC is a different platform. P B. I'm I'm a huge fan of local co-op. I play I play local co-op still in this day and age. Not as much as I used to, of course. Like 15 years ago, there was a different beast. Yeah. Before I had kids, I had the buddies over all the time, you know, to play local co-op. But I still do enjoy it. But I, for the love of it, I cannot remember one single game I played in co-op on PC. Yeah, not not once have I played a local co-op game on PC. Yep. I remember yep. the, the good old days when you carried my entire desktop and the CRT monitors and everything to my friend's house and we had LAN parties there but that's not local co-op you know and it's not I've never done played local co-op on PC but I played tons of uh, of, of Diablo 3 I have I think something around 350 hours into that game and at least 100 or 150 of those are local co-op it's it is it is something that that console gamers do enjoy not everyone listen, the, not all the, the time the day, but at the end of the day xbox are not going to listen to us anyway because they're yeah. sticking to their laurels and they're saying we don't care if it's released later as long as it has parity yeah so if they're sticking to that laurel then so be it but then xbox gamers in some circumstances are just going to have to get used to the fact that you mm. might get games intentionally delayed so that it's parity with the series s yeah so you YouTube. either if you want if you want the co-op so much and you want these technical features so much then that's that's the the thing that you have to lie with unfortunately but i don't be. want co-op that much like uh, online co-op absolutely and the game clearly works online co-op perfectly fine it's just couch co-op so <laughs> yeah I don't care about it. I'd much rather the game released earlier without a feature that was never going to get used. Yeah. Agree. I agree. <laughs> um, where were we? We were at about. I that that's what I actually wanted to say. I. It took took us off the rails, or maybe I did. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we like a good rant. We we like do like a good rant. Listen, I'm out. Yes. Single player game, not co-op. Yes. Good. They said yep. good, absolutely. And we we have been criticizing Xbox recently a lot for good reasons. Yeah. They need to get mm -hmm. more involved with their studios. They need to establish quality and what uh, insurance and whatnot. But and this is the thing. You have to find the sweet spot here. Because this is now, again, a perfect example of it being good that Microsoft lets studios do what they want to do. When Avowed would have been a co-op game because it would be easier to sell and uh, to publishers and, and pitch to publishers. Yeah, um, and, and it just has co-op because for the sake of that, it wouldn't be good. It would not. It would be like this overhaul. And this is a good thing. Microsoft gives them time, gives them money, gives them gives them the funding to actually go back to the drawing board and rethink the concept of their game. Is this really what you want to do? And they came up with the answer, no. 
we actually want a single player RPG. That's what we do. We do single player yeah. RPGs. We do deep storytelling. We do deep RPG mechanics. We do factions. We do um, um, teams, you know, uh, parties uh, in, in, in RPGs. That's what we do. And that's what we were not able to focus on when we made this game with multiplayer components that are there to be more attractive to publishers, but it's not true to our heart. And I love that. I love that. And that's exactly the sweet spot that ne Microsoft needs to find. They need to find a way to ensure quality. And they need to find ways to for so that developers do actually release their games in time. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to give developers enough freedom to actually deliver their vision. And everything that they said about Avowed sounds absolutely fantastic. Now, if you remember the uh, Xbox Showcase Dutch, yep. a, a lot of people actually complained after that about Avowed. Said, doesn't look next-gen, way too colorful, and everything. I, I did get some of the criticism because the original CGI trailer was very dark and gritty, and this was... Yeah, well, it was colorful. It was it was a colorful RPG, but it looked exactly what I thought it would look. It is what what have we seen of the game? We have seen smaller snippets, smaller gameplay yep. snippets. This game plays in Eora. If you have played Pillars of Eternity, I don't know. Have you actually played Pillars? No, no. Again, okay. type of game. All right, you have you move, to move your character in that game. True. I I know Dutch does not like move characters in games, so it's kind of hard, kind of hard to find games where you don't move your character. But uh, <laughs> oh, spicy tonight, are we? <laughs> a little, a little. But the thing is, uh, it looks it looks like like Obsidian's take on Skyrim, um, yeah. and pillars. Is is not uh, it, uh, it is is not a happy uh, the world no, of Eora is not a happy place. It just isn't. Nope. Yeah, it is. On the contrary, it, it it is a dark and gritty world. This looked different. It looked more like Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds had also like popping colors, you know, little over stylized art style. It kind of looked like that. And. This game is not finished, not even close. And Obsidian said, hey, we are not done with this game. This was only part of it, what you've seen. There are dark things happening in that world. Uh, of course, it's Eora. It's not a happy place. Yep. Not even close. And and, But what I've seen is... Well, it's, it's Skyrim. It is uh, Obsidian. It is... We have factions, we have different environments, we have different characters in there. And I don't know what why why I shouldn't be excited about it. Even if it looked different than what I had in mind from the CGI trailer. What what do you think, dude? Yeah, I know you have fantastic. to move the character in about. I'm sorry, but uh, not a pint you're getting a, a, a dwindling by the day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> gonna get a half pint by the time you get a Gamescom. Um, 
Um, no, I, I thought it looked terrific, to be honest. And and one thing I did note as well is that one, yeah. the one thing they showed was the different biomes in the game. Yeah. There were certain biomes that looked more realistic, and there were certain that looked really wild and colourful. Yeah, yeah, and indeed. That's fine. I like that. Um, but people also then just went, yeah, but it doesn't look like the original trailer. Yeah, but the original trailer was a CGI in a cave. Did you see any dark and dingy caves in the, in the in the gameplay? Yeah. No. I guarantee if you went into a dark and dingy cave and you had that little fire backdrop thing at the back and your guy does this, it would look very similar to that original trailer. <laughs> I don't think... I think it's just the setting. It was entirely different to what was shown in the original trailer, so it knocked people off kilter. But ultimately, the game is still like... From when it was shown to when it will be released is potentially eight months to a year. Um that's a lot of polish time. We've seen what happened. I mean, have a look at Starfield last year and then come back and have a look at the gameplay for Starfield this year. Yeah. A difference a year makes in polish is significant. Absolutely. And let's not forget that this is this is exactly the reason when we always complain about developers not showing us gameplay early. You know? Yeah. This is exactly the reason because games, That's because people don't understand. Yeah. They don't understand. Well, our community usually does. Our community that. does, yeah. Yeah, but um, a lot of people don't understand that that in the last year, year and a half of a development cycle, that's when the actual game comes together. It's, yeah. That's what polishing is. For the first time, you have that world and you see, oh, maybe we've do overdone a little bit too much on the colors here or we, ha we have to improve the animations there or we have to like uh, change pacing or, or stuff. And this is in storytelling, in writing, in world building, whatever. This is the, the, the kind of things that come together last minute or, well, last minute, I mean, like in the year, one and a half years before <laughs> a game comes out. Yeah? Yeah. So, sorry, I interrupted you. No, no. Was, it, to be fair, that's that's all I was getting to as well. It's the the, the whole polish and and the sprucing it up and and add an extra detail and and adding level of detail and things. That's all comes in the last year. They all they've done here is they they've, everything's pretty much mapped out. They've got the characters mapped out. Now they can go through and add the details. They can add the extra polish. They can spruce it up and make it look nicer and make sure it's working as expected. That's what the last really the last six to 12 months of your development cycle is, is just polish. Um, exactly. And do you really and think... Obviously in a, yeah. Do you really think... The little we know from the story is there's a plague across Eora. We've seen it in the trailers, like this uh, bear and other creatures have having these like growth things on, on, on their skins and whatnot and their fur and everything. There's a blade going through Eora and and that is 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 definitely nearly not a happy uh, going to take a happy story or funny one. Uh, it is it is it is going to be a massive game. Yeah. Um it's not like a, a Skyrim with 150 hours uh, uh, playthrough. That's what I already said. They aim for that 35 to 40 hour mark, which is perfect, yeah. perfect for huge open world. Enough to get investigated in, but not in a, in the size and scope that you feel over 
overwhelmed and not be able yeah. to finish the game. So yeah. And and let's face it, I think there's a there's a there's a huge thing these days of people that are expecting every game to be forever. Not every game has to be played forever. Mm. It's great to have games that you can play, you can thoroughly enjoy, and then you can put down. And then if you want to replay it again in the future, you can come back and replay it again. Yeah. You don't have to just play it forever, yes. like a lot of these giant MMOs. Yeah. You don't you don't need that. Like there's so many games releasing on a monthly basis that you would do yourself a disservice on mm. sticking to just the same game all of the time and expecting one game to keep you forever. Yeah. If you enjoy it for a little bit, played it for a little bit, you get 20, 30, 40 hours out of a game. Terrific. Good stuff. You played the game how it was intended. If you got bored of it after that point, good, that's fine. So what? Yeah. <laughs> Next game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not um, every game's going to be a Skyrim, let's face it. Not every game's going to be lucky. a Starfield. Not every game's going to be these these juggernauts that yeah. stick with you forever. True. And again, in this day and age, we have so many games to play. Like, look at the rest of this year. We have Starfield coming. It, I'm, everyone knows I'm super excited for the game. Super hyped. I am... I cannot wait, and I will spend way, 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 way too much time in it, and I will love probably every second of it. But there are so many other games coming. Yeah, we will get the new Assassin's Creed. We will get Alan Wake. We will get Spider-Man. We will get Avatar. We get Forza. We get probably Stalker 2. We get all those games uh, uh, the rest of this year. Um, and that's going to continue in 24 24 is also looking super exciting from everything we know so far it's going to be just a fantastic continuation of of 23 and 23 looks like it's going to be one of the best years in video games ever um it is so we we always have stuff to play and and not every game needs to be a hundred hour plus game which is don't need that in every game. And if I think about Outer Worlds, this was such a phenomenal game. Outer Worlds, super loved it. It was like a 30, 35 hour experience. And I did a second playthrough. I did a second playthrough. It was an entirely different game because I made a lot of different choices. And that's the thing about these Obsidian games. Especially, yeah, you just can play it again, do something else, and you get a totally different story experience out of it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to about. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, same. But Dutch, let me briefly shout out our community. We have over a hundred people watching us live, which is super phenomenal, and we appreciate you all being here. We do hope you enjoy the the show and if you could do us a quick favor and just hit the like button um it helps these little show hours more than you think and we would absolutely appreciate it and if you're new here to the program it would be absolutely awesome of you to consider hitting also the subscribe button and uh, we we have the world of gaming here every thursday and usually we have a good time here so yeah thanks all for being here it's awesome to see so many people turn up here for the world of gaming. Um, 
And with that Dutch, let's move on from about. Let's move on and, and talk. Let's talk about a little bit of Xbox hardware. Our good friend, Special Nick, um, from Xbox era, uh, recently talked about that Xbox is looking into an all digital model uh, for for the Series X console. So all you know, no disk drive, no disk drive in the Series X. But they have also planned other hardware, of course, for twenty five. He's uh, I want to quote him uh, speaking. Um, uh, 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 it's not an actual quote; it's a summary. I, I got that. Uh, 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 he, he talked about that, and he revealed that he's heard that Microsoft is looking into releasing a new model of their current generation console without the disk drive. Additionally, the company is apparently planning to release other hardware sometime in 25. What is this other head hardware? He doesn't know. It hasn't been specified to him. Um, so it's nobody knows if it's a, a, a mid-gen refresh or uh, something uh, completely different. So, Dutch, do you think we need an all-digital Series X? What, what do you think? Um, I don't think we need one, but if it's going to reduce the costs and get more into more gamers, and considering the market is like 70, if not 80% digital at this point, in some cases like the UK, it's like almost 90% digital. Mm. Then if you can release a Series X that doesn't require disc, why not? It's going to reduce your costs. Yeah, it, it, It's not going to do anything for the developers at all because it's the same power as the Series X. It's just less to, to produce because you haven't got a Blu-ray drive in there. So, I mean, if they want to make one, make one. I, I, I don't need one personally. <laughs> I mean, it would have been nice to have it at launch, so I didn't get one with a disk drive. Um, because I never used. Have you discs. ever used a disk drive on your Series X? Nope. Yeah, me neither. Never, never, never me neither. <laughs> so it it is a, of course, if if that that means that they can reduce the price, uh, the price point for the market, absolutely. Uh, it is good out there. I know a lot of people are still collecting discs and and whatnot. Um, so. Still having an option out there with a console with a disc drive. Yeah, the difference um, is, is it's not an additional skew. It's like it's yeah, it is, but it isn't. It's not like you're adding another power bracket in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just the same, but without a disc drive. No, no different version right. has to be made. Like, for like they didn't the one S go through a, a an old? Didn't they release a one S all digital? I'm sure they did. I think so. Yeah, yeah, there was there was a one S all digital. There was one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Like it that. was like near the end of the gen. I'm sure they released. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was super cheap. At I think it, they yeah. launched at 150 or something. So, and yeah, yeah I mean, if the if that's maybe it's easier to produce for them to get more into people's rooms because they know people primarily. They can look at the market data and go, okay, like we could we could release this and it would mm. probably sell. And it would be cheaper. Yeah. Um, could could definitely make sense, especially since Sony is is also Sony's going... a bit different. Sony's a bit different. They have an old digital console, 
Yeah, but it's. Have, I think this thing is a rumor, dude. I don't think this. A, this. I, I could have bought one on on Amazon. I could have got one. I chose the disc. Really? Um, yeah. I chose because the disc. I wanted um, to. I wanted to get one. I went. Yeah. Went back at launch, I, you know, I bought. I bought. Bought it day one. Obviously, only, didn't get I it day one though. But it. bought it. You no, know, the only reason I got it though was because I've got The Last of Us Part Two on disc. The Last of Us Part yep. One on disc, and Uncharted Four on disc because they got got them all like super cheap in a sale. Hmm. There is absolutely yeah. no way I'm getting those digitally on PlayStation because I'd get charged full price for Last of Us Two. I only buy digital, dude. I oh, so do I now. So do I now. But the, my point is pr- primarily for, and this is what I'm getting to anyway with regards to digital consoles. Yeah. Sony don't allow selling of digital games outside of the Sony marketplace. You cannot buy Sony digital games anymore. Yeah, true. Xbox can. So if, if you get an old digital Xbox, you can go to CD Keys or any one of these retailers and just buy the codes at a significantly reduced price, even before they launch. They're on sale. Yeah. And you can get the codes, worldwide codes for any game you want that releases on Xbox, whether it be Starfield or Forza or Fable, whatever it is, they'll have that code there and it'll be reduced before it is even launched on digital. Yeah. PlayStation don't have that option. So the reason PlayStation, I think the digital aspect, although they store, and I use the store a lot on for the all digital stuff, yeah, like it's like the Nintendo marketplace. You know for a fact they're never going to reduce their first party games. <laughs> it's always going to be through the roof. Yeah, it's like Sony's PlayStation. Sony PlayStation is exactly the same. Rarely do you see first party games on sale. The only time you'll ever see a first party AAA game on sale is if the game did not do well. True. Yeah, true. Um, but Sony, see, Sony, my, my point I is, think Sony, my, my, my I think Sony needs to get back to allowing um, third-party retailers to sell digital codes again. Hmm. I do. They'll, they'll ship yeah. more games. If they want more games to be sold, that's the way to do it. I agree. I like agree. Even, even Nintendo the, allow it. The, the thing about the, this all-digital Xbox is, though, uh, see, yeah. Sony is going hard on like they want to have a big install base. They reduce the price um, of. Uh, they have a lot of sales now. They really try to push the console into the market. From all we hear, is they have also the PS5 Pro coming. Uh, I still believe there's going to be in Series X Pro, but the the thing is, um, Xbox wants to keep up with with those price reductions and for that they have to make find a way to make the series x for them cheaper if all digital is an option uh, uh why not uh i i think a lot of people would buy that if you could the 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 the, the, the series x is now 550 here in europe mainland europe i'm not sure what it is in in the uk uh in pounds um but it's 550 euros. If you could reduce that price point to 450, it would definitely help them to be compa- uh, ca- um, competitive towards uh, a PlayStation. Um, so, yeah. Uh, 479 in the UK. Okay. 
there you go. If they can bring that down to, let's say, I don't know, 400 or something. Yeah. Uh, pounds yeah. In, in the UK, 450 euros in, 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 in mainland. And, and that's an unofficial store, not one of these $2. weird ones where you can't really yeah. trust them. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man, it is, uh, it would be, it would be an, uh, definitely an option um, to, to be a little bit more competitive here. Um, so, yeah, why not do it? Maybe combine it with, you know, with, with, with a slim version or I don't know. Uh, there's, there's a lot they could do. They, there's a lot they could do. Just, just hoping that Xbox finds their spirit again for focusing a little bit more on consoles and, um, it still baffles me, dude, that they don't have like a custom console for Starfield. Like they have the insane yep. controllers, they have the really cool looking headset. They have they have that stuff, but n- not the console. It's uh, weird, weird. Just, but yeah, um, man, good stuff here. Let let us briefly talk about something that. I've seen a lot of people talk about in the chat here today. And that is that the FTC has filed an appeal against the Microsoft Activision deal. Um, it is super weird. Super weird. They tried that before. They failed in court um, twice. And still won't give up, dude. What what do you make of this? What's this for? Oh, the FTC. It's not going to go anywhere. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, they can appeal all the one. It doesn't mean it's going to go anywhere. I, I don't think. I think it's a waste of time and a waste of resources for them, to be honest, because it'll just be rejected. It it will. No doubt. No doubt. The, the only thing that Xbox really hard needs to worry about is is um is the cma thing and i think that this is more or less a formality although it's been getting quite silent lately but i expect within the next couple of weeks we one day would just wake up and bam there it is deal done uh the ftc i don't know what they are thinking um they would just want to delay and delay and delay more. They know that they won't win. It's just a delay strategy. So, um, it yep. has been. The I delay. mean, it's not, it's not even going to delay it though, because Microsoft can close. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's not even a real hard worry for Microsoft. They, they can nope. just close over it. The deal got approved. No anyway, so it makes no difference. Yeah. The deal got approved, by the way, this week in New Zealand too. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yep, another one bite of dust. There we go. There we go. So yeah, I don't know what they, the FTC is thinking. If anyone in the chat knows, let us know. We have no idea. No idea what yep. goes through their head. Um. So, listen, man. Call of Duty. While we are at ABK, you know, um, Call of Duty got teased with an August reveal, like five days before um, 
before uh, Gamescom opening night live, they will have the, the official reveal of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Um, it will get a November release date. They also announced that uh, most of your content that you collected in Modern Warfare 2 will carry over to Modern Warfare 3, like weapons and cosmetics, uh, which is cool to see. Um, good for, for the people that invested time and money into, into Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Um, now, there was an interesting thing on Twitter. Um, both accounts, Xbox and PlayStation, retweeted, or, sorry, I can't say retweet, reposted. It will be always retweeted. <laughs> that's it, that's it. You're getting into it now. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. It's going to be retweeting uh, forever. So both of them retweeted the announcement, the teaser um, of the official Call of Duty account. And even though the PlayStation official PlayStation Twitter account has 10 million more uh, subscribers, um, it got double the amount of likes on the Xbox tweet. So it's, it looks like, dude, a lot of PlayStation fans seem to be mad. Yeah. And I wonder what it, what it means um, for, for Xbox, because most likely the deal will be done by November, by the time that this game comes out. I, yeah. I don't see a world where this is not going to happen by then. Uh, so this will be the first Call of Duty published under the Xbox umbrella. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if, if, they, if Sony will still have the marketing rights for it. Because it is what it is. Jim didn't have much leverage anymore. After the FTC lost twice in court, yeah. Um, after the 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 um, CMA and CAT hearing took place, or right before that, the expo- uh, 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 Sony didn't have much leverage anymore. They signed the deal after complaining about this deal and how well they will not be able to compete anymore and it will be the end of PlayStation and Jim took it taking express flights left and right to, yeah. to to complain to regulators around the world yeah after one and a half years of this they they immediately signed this 10-year deal it was only for Call of Duty not for for everything it was only for Call of Duty against what Microsoft originally offered. If you remember, the original offer after the announcement that they want to start the acquisition, they offered them like five years of all Activision games. You know? And and, and this time, it's just Call of Duty. They got the 10-year deal like everyone else. But I wonder, dude, did, did Phil go into this meeting room and say, Jim, my good friend, you lost, dude. If you want this 10-year deal, you are giving us the marketing rights back. So, or something similar like that. What do you think? Uh, will we see this Call of Duty game now under um, Umbrella? Will it do? Will it be already somehow under Microsoft's flag? And w- if so, w- what do you expect, dude? Um, it's a strange one, isn't it? 
It is it's a strange one. It's a super strange one. I mean, I I, yeah. I I think part of the discussions around, and we we've heard it from Jim Ryan as well. He said, yeah. "Listen, if it's going through, I don't see a re, I don't see a valid reason as to why we we should continue to to market that game. It doesn't make any sense for us to market an Xbox game." Um, and I understand that reasoning entirely, um, because it doesn't make any sense, especially if that game goes into Game Pass, which I think it will. I absolutely think at this point now, if that deal closes, this game's going into Game Pass day one. Um, you think so? Because from the yeah. from all the, the documents and trials uh, uh, and so on, we learned that we learned that according to the uh, uh, deals that. Sony already has the earliest Call of Duty can come to Game Pass is twenty five. That's if the that's if the if the agreements are still in place. Exactly. Yeah. If, so if, you 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 think yeah. they removed some of these agreements, whether it be the Game Pass block or the marketing deal or something? You th you think so? I I think as part of this ten year agreement, Sony renegotiated those structures to say we don't see this as a benefit to us. Essentially, having a, a call of, advertising a Call of Duty game, and when you boot it up, it's got Xbox's logo on it. Yeah, yeah. I will. We will definitely see that, dude. This yeah. is the the least we will see is when you boot up the game, you will see the Xbox logo on PlayStation. Yeah. So, I think as part of the ten year negotiation, there will have been further discussions as to, okay, we don't. I, I, as Jim Ryan said, we don't see this as beneficial to us on a marketing standpoint because we'll still get the same amount of gamers. We've still got the game, but why advertise a game where we have almost zero exclusivity for anything on that game? Yeah. For what? For what reason? Like they're still going to get the yeah. sales. They're still going to get the same figures. It's like they're just advertising an Xbox game for the PlayStation. <laughs> That's like Microsoft doing full-on advertisement for MLB The Show. Yeah. Um, True. I mean, you could they're also... Gonna, they're going to say it's in Game Pass. Yeah. You could also bring the counter-argument that Sony has Call of Duty marketing rights for the next two years, right? Uh, this year and uh, next year. The next two Call of Duty games. They still have the marketing rights. For the last time, they can attach PlayStation's name to Call of Duty with that. They could try, but as soon as they boot up the game, it says Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but still. And uh, the box will have Xbox Game Studios on it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I, I, I think that... that, that I, I truly believe that Xbox went to the table and, and said, well, listen, you get the 10-year deal. You will get Call of Duty, but we will renegotiate terms of, of your Game Pass blocking clause. We will renegotiate the terms of, of marketing deal and whatnot. So... So, so you you would put your eggs in the basket of okay, this game comes to Game Pass. I want to hear the community on this. Yes, and, um, the, and another another reason for that is unlike any other deal in history, this one has been on actual main news. 
Like, it's not like just nobody's heard that this thing's happening. It's been on, like, BBC Worldwide about Microsoft buying Activision and it's yeah. called the makers of Call of Duty. And it's going to be an Xbox game and so on. So, so everybody knows about it. Everybody's seen the news. Everybody knows they're buying it Call of Duty. So everybody at this point knows Xbox is going to own Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. So what benefit? How how can PlayStation possibly turn that around to attach their name to that game, even with advertisement? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this deal is so big that, like you said, a lot of regular news sites report on this. This is something yeah. that even the casuals will get notice of. You know, we talked about the this earlier, the, the gamers that um, that uh, only play their Fortnites, FIFAs and, and Call of Duties on PlayStation. Even the, the, they will hear of this of the of this deal. Um, but then it is what it is. There are contracts signed. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Sony is act, they they through this entire deal. They they have not played this smart. They they really haven't. Um, so I'm not sure. So, uh, honestly, because uh, if Jim just plays like you know the the angry guy now and. Uh, well, I lost. I wasn't able to block, but I will keep this. I will keep this to myself for as long as I can. Uh, I don't know about that. It would be awesome to see it, though. Uh, we will definitely see Microsoft do whatever they can, whatever they can within the restrictions that they have um, from existing contracts with Sony. They will do whatever they can to let the world know that Call of Duty is theirs. It's it, it, it's just gonna happen. Uh, do you think we will find out during the reveal or opening night live? Because I expect, honestly, the the reveal on I think it's August seventeenth when they. I think the full. I think that yeah, the reveal is not even going to be a full gameplay reveal. No, I think it's the full not gameplay reveal. Like yeah, a, the full gameplay reveal will be open night live. Yeah, exactly. You think so we'll, I think we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with a little, be hilarious the deal will be done by it'll then. Be, it'll be hilarious if we're sitting in the studio and uh, you see the Xbox symbol come up as soon as Call of Duty boots up on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> You're like, oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Yeah. Do we know if Take-Two is going to be at Gamescom? With uh, the booth? I don't think so. I think... You don't think? I don't think so. What have they got to show off? Uh, what, what am I saying? T- take two. How did I get, get to take two? I'm sorry, Activision. Uh, so, sorry, I mean Activision. Uh, do they have a booth at, at, at... Why did I think of... Man, sometimes my brain is weird. Uh... So let's see. Uh, uh, there we go. And 
blah, 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 blah. No, they don't have their own booth, but they will be present through other publishers' presence, whatever that means. Okay, okay, there we go. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, we will see, man. It's it's exciting to see. We could, it could happen, dude, that within the next two weeks before games come, this deal is finally closed. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Maybe it's so after by the that. end of August. I think yeah. it'll be before that. Yeah, yeah. We we shall see. We shall see. Let's see here. Our community in the chat. Will Call of Duty come uh Modern Warfare 3? This year's Call of Duty. Come to Game Pass. Let's see how they voted. Um or let, let's let's leave the poll in there for a couple of seconds because we always have this delay in streaming to YouTube, of course. Um to get the final votes in there but yeah it's it's a close call here in in the community uh so far 52% say no and 48% say yes going to leave that that poll in there uh for for a minute or two but yeah it it is a more or less 50-50 yeah uh we shall see. We shall see if Call of Duty 23, Modern Warfare 3 comes comes in there. Um, so, yeah. Uh, WeRoBo2024 in the chat says, hit the like button. Yeah, absolutely, guys. That would be awesome if you could show us a little support. Uh we have, we have a full full chat here today, which is absolutely awesome. So do us the favor, hit the like button. And if you're new here, consider subscribing. Would be absolutely awesome of you guys. So let's move away from Call of Duty for a second. And, and let's talk about streaming. Because Sony actually uh, starts to test cloud streaming. And it supports... Uh, up to 4K resolution. And it not only allows you to stream the PlayStation Plus games, but also in the beta selected titles that you own on on Xbox. Uh, sorry, on, on PlayStation. On Xbox side of things. Um, you can't do that. Uh, you cannot stream like when you buy a, I don't know, Jedi Survivor. Third-party game, you cannot stream that via xCloud. You can only stream the Game Pass titles and not in a resolution to 4K. So I've seen already... It is in beta, though. This is subject to change. It is subject to change. Yeah. It doesn't mean they've also got the, the actual permission outside of beta to be able to do that. That is is so true. Uh, a lot of this is, is, is rights-related, that you have, like... You cannot simply allow every third-party game to be streamed. Publisher have to publishers have to consent to this, but still, yeah. it's not a not not available at all. Um, um, and of course, and even the four K thing is a great option, but you've got to have the bandwidth for it. Yeah, you can. Just like with Stadia, so Stadia also supported that. Um, yeah. It has been a feature, though, requested by the Xbox community a lot when it comes to cloud streaming. Yeah, 
at a resolution. It's definitely hard. I mean, it, it absolutely needs it absolutely needs improved on on Xbox without shadow of a doubt. It does. The, the resolution absolutely needs changed because it it does look, especially if you try and cloud stream on a big stream, a uh, big screen. It looks it looks blurry, smudgy. Yeah, it needs to be better. But with that said, the PlayStation things in beta. We have absolutely no idea how good or how reliable this is on mass scale. No, it we could don't. We're absolutely fine in a little contingent of a thousand, two thousand, three thousand people, but as soon as you get it in the hands of a million, it could absolutely break. Yeah, I mean that's and what beta is for. We're only putting yeah. it in beta to limited premium pub players plus people. Yeah. So. We'll see how well, it plays. That, I mean, that's that's also something Xbox does. You have to be subscribed to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, highest tier. Yeah, or preview. No, you, know, you just go into preview, the preview thing, and you get access to everything in testing. What, what, what do you mean? Uh, if you're in the alpha ring, you go ah, into the, 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 the... Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. Every, everything in... Like, you don't even have to be a sub to, for that. You can just go into that and you can test yeah, all the yeah, new okay. features. Yeah, no, now I got what you mean. Yeah, yeah, but... So, it will be interesting to see. Um, we, we've heard a lot of different discussions about cloud gaming uh, lately because, well, not a lot of people seem to use it, actually. Yeah, we've heard the yeah. numbers in the UK. Yeah, like less than 10,000 people actually use it in, in, in UK. Um, we've seen it here and there. Uh, now that that Sony does it, yeah, I've seen, of course, the fanboys out there like, oh, they show Xbox how it's done right. They got 4K. They got other games that are not in the subscription be available there. Uh, and while I do get that, but they have to show and, and prove that their technology actually works because xCloud has improved significantly. It is a very, very good streaming service now. Latency is down, responsiveness is there. It is, it is a, is a good. The, the the image quality has improved significantly over the last years, and Sony has to prove that. Like you said, not just on on the load, but in general, that their technology actually works. It's it's cool to have 4K, but if you have like latency like crazy, it's it's not going to be a fun experience. And they have to prove a lot in that. Uh, regard um, and it's another thing where you can just tell okay the industry defining features that a lot of people made fun of are now adopted by Sony Xbox really over the last gen if you think about the Xbox One generation you can argue about like a first party titles and whatnot, but they have been they have been moving the industry forward. They were the ones that introduced backwards compatibility. And to this day, no one does it as good as they do yeah, with FPS boost and HDR and everything. Um, that's what they introduced. They introduced cloud streaming. They introduced subscription services in gaming with Game Pass. I know there have been other subscription services before like EA and, and whatnot, but Xbox were the ones that really, as a platform holder, pushed that and made it a thing, yeah? And if you look at Sony, it, it kind of feels like they're always two years, three years, four years behind that. 
they eventually adopted backwards compatibility to some degree, never, never to the same quality. They adopted eventually to game, uh, the, to game pass with PS plus, but not to the same degree. They still don't have day and date. And it's just not, if you, if you look at, at, at the, at both services, they are not, it, Xbox just does it better. It's what it is. Game Pass is the it's it's the better service. It's not that PlayStation Plus is a bad service. On the contrary, I still think if you are a PlayStation only gamer, you can subscribe there. You get a lot of good games, no doubt. But it's it's with with the lack of day and date, it is just not comparable. And now Sony copies this um, approach of of streaming. Um, I mean, obviously. Obviously, Dutch, they will eventually uh, bring that also to their Project Q. Yeah, that's uh, going to be the, their thing. Um, having like their own streaming handheld, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's it's not that I see like these, these moves where I say, okay, we are pushing the industry forward. You could argue about VR. That's the one thing that they did that, Microsoft waited upon, but then VR is is a different beast on PC. Yeah, they actually have games. VR two is dead by now. This is this is a dead system. There is simply no content for this. So when I look at, at the things that actually move the 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 video game industry as a whole forward, the console industry in particular, yeah. Those moves have been made by Microsoft. We could even go back way more than the three, the, uh, the, the Xbox One generation with backwards compatibility with Game Pass and 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 cloud streaming. You could go back to the 360 days when 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 and and, and OG Xbox days. They were the ones that achieved the uh, that that introduced the achievement system. And everyone except Nintendo adapted to it. You have that on Steam. You have that on PlayStation. You have that everywhere. That this achievement system microsoft were the ones that made online multiplayer on console a thing yeah xbox live it wasn't playstation it was microsoft and when you look at the original vision of the xbox one you could argue about the tv 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 thing but the actual idea of create starting to create digital libraries and whatnot that's where we are now. And they had that vision yep. 10 years ago. So when I look at, at this, the, the industry moving forward, like introductions of new systems, mechanics, what technology, whatnot, it did not it did I didn't see that from Sony in the last 15 years. I've seen that from Xbox. I don't know how you feel about this, but it feels like just Sony is playing, trying to play catch up here. Um, obviously, this is if cloud streaming is going to be a big thing, they kind of need to dive into this. Uh, and even with console gamers, uh, console uh, platform holders going outside of their console ecosystem, like Play Anywhere, Xbox has introduced that. Uh, everyone was hating on Xbox. There's no reason to get the console anymore because I can play my games now on PC. And what did Sony do? They copied it. And and yeah, I kind of wish that that Sony would have like these industry-leading ideas. 
they've been very consistent in what they do, but they did the same thing for the last 20, 25 years. Yeah, they yep. build a console, they build a good console, and they make good games for it, no doubt. And that's what gaming is mainly all about. But gaming can be more than that. Uh, online multiplayer, backward compatibility, subscription services. This is where I, as a gamer, feel comfortable with. And I've seen those innovations coming from Microsoft, not from Sony. And now I see a lot of people complain out there. Well, now that Sony has entered the cloud streaming market, they show Xbox how it's done right. That would be the case, dude. I wish that they brought up the innovations. I don't know how you feel about this. Sorry. I've been ranting on for <laughs> a while now, but how do you? No, I agree. I agree. Sony have... have um, they rested on the laurels for far too long. They, they thought they were going to, and again, they've they've sold a big amount of PlayStation Fives this gen. Great, but I mean, it's clearly not. It's not not, not making the the clearly not making the uh, the CFOs, the CCOs, and and everybody else involved in the company or any of the execs. They're not happy with with how the the gen going at all. Yeah. Um, for for them, it's it's below par and 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 weak. Um, they're not hitting the levels they thought they would have done. The COO, the chief operating officer, um, has said even with the sales in the UK, um, it's looking a bit weak. So even with a massively reduced price, and that's eighty literally eighty pounds off. So it's about one hundred and one hundred and ten dollars off the price in the UK. Yeah, it's. Uh, this the C uh, the chief operating officer said it's uh, sales are weak in the UK even with the sale price, um, and they're not they're really just not happy with the, the the overall performance of the brand at the minute. Um, as much as people like to brag about numbers and forty two million sold etc., they've also the back and down and, and no longer going to be reporting on PlayStation Plus subs. Um, they're going to be instead focusing on providing numbers of sales of games on PC as well as console um, and player engagement numbers, yeah. but they're going to get rid of sub uh, number talking about. And I wouldn't be surprised if at some point this just stopped reporting on console sales. Um, because again, it's not performing as well as they hoped. Yeah. Um, they want it hit 25 million. And the reason they reduced the price was to try and hit twenty five million this financial year. They don't think they will. Their yeah. their own internal teams don't think they're achieving twenty five million this year. And that's that's a problem for a stock traded company because the the way how the stock market basically works, the the investors will reward you for staying true to your predictions. If you go out in a financial report or, or investors meeting or earnings call or whatever and promise, okay, we're going to sell 25 million over the next fiscal year. It is really not about the money that they make by selling those 25 uh, millions. But if you can actually keep that promise or over or under deliver, that's where investors will reward you. They would have just promised like, I don't know, 10 million yeah, and they would have achieved that goal. They would have been rewarded by their investors, but now they put themselves in this predicament because they, they, are there, saying things yep. like, "We want to sell twenty five million per fiscal year," and on what promise? Spider Man two going to carry that alone? Because 
the, the other only exclusive that they have this year is Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, and, and we already talked about it. That didn't do wonders. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a console seller. Final Fantasy 16 is not a console seller anymore. It was in the PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 days. Not even in the PlayStation 3 onwards. Final Fantasy does not sell consoles anymore. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not, not to the not, Yeah. Not not the what it used to do. Not like it did on the on yeah. the on the PS1 with Final Fantasy 7 and 9, etc. Yeah. Um but so you can't rely on that, and then you have a look at what they've got coming up. And Xbox is starting to get into a stage now where where the every game that they release going right now is going to be only next only current gen. PlayStation's yeah. only like uh, uh, even now having one. The only current gen games there that I've played, I tried Returnal, didn't like it. By the way, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, no, it's. Returnal is super overrated. I yeah. I don't know what people see in that game, honestly. Um, but yeah, Returnal and Ratchet and Clank. And Ratchet and Clank's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's good. It's a great game. I love it. But it's the only next-gen only game there. But did you... I mean, this it is a next-gen only game for marketing reasons. Not for, yeah. for the reasons... Oh, yeah, yeah. Not because it can't be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah course we know that now <laughs> yeah especially if you turn off ray tracing dear god turn off the ray tracing and it's absolutely easily av- easily achievable um but no but they've got nothing lined up and that's their major problem outside of spider-man this year that's not going to carry 25 million units next year and next year they've got nothing lined up apart from final fantasy 7 rebirth and some games as a service game that no one cares about yeah they even delayed and those. They've also, they delayed they've also the, mentioned... Yeah, yeah, they delayed yeah. those uh, games as a service titles. I don't know if you've seen that, but um, during their fiscal uh, year report, they actually talked they about in, internal yeah. delays uh, into 24 of those games as a service titles. Yeah. Yeah. And, but even then, the, that's all you've got because there isn't any big first-party AAAs releasing next year. Yeah, exactly. You don't have a Naughty Dog game or a Sucker Punch no, game or nothing. whatever. Yeah. And nothing. And that's that's a massive issue. How are you going to sell, literally, how are you going to f- sell consoles when you've got nothing to, to package it with? You're not the Call of Duty box anymore. Yeah. And you don't have any big first-party title. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is the only one. Like, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's all right for me because I've got a lot of catching up to do, so I can... I can spend the next God knows how many months catching up on all these yeah. big games that I didn't play on the PlayStation 4 Pro. But for people who have already played these games and already played them all on the PlayStation 5, what are you playing? Outside that, of the third-party games like the rest of us, like the rest of us, with the same third-party games, like your FIFAs and your Street Fighters and stuff like that, yeah. that everybody's getting, first-party specifically. Yeah. They've always been good at selling the the PlayStation on hope. It's what they did in during the PlayStation 3 generation, especially during the PlayStation 4 generation. They sold that system on hope by revealing a proper roadmap. What's coming down the line? Yeah. When I invest in, in PlayStation 4 in the year 2015, 14, whatever, I 
I know exactly what I'm I'm going to invest in. I will eventually be playing a Spider-Man. I will eventually be playing God of War. I will play Death Stranding. I will play Days Gone. I will play whatever. Yeah? A Ghost of Tsushima and so on. You sell the system on hope. That's yeah. seriously, that's what Xbox has been doing too, this gen. They haven't they, when you look at this gen, it's almost three years now. And we have only gotten Forza Horizon and and Halo as in terms of real major releases. Yeah. And let's not talk about Halo. <laughs> yeah, how they treated yeah. that. Um but that that's but, even, I mean, but they laid out the roadmap. They laid okay. hang on, let me finish the point. They laid yeah. out the roadmap. And people hold the line. King David, <laughs> shout out to him. Love the guy. But the it, it it why is this so precise? Because people know that eventually we will get the Hellblade, Avowed, Fable, Starfield. And so on. Yeah, we will get those games. We know State of Decay 3 and so on. We know about that. We know that a good roadmap is coming. You just might have to wait a little longer than you like it. but um, And that is healthy. But they sell that system on hope. Yeah, and, and PlayStation doesn't have that anymore. They had a good start in the generation. When you look at the last two years, you can't complain. They had... Real good games. God of War, Horizon, Forbidden West, Ratchet and Clank. They had Miles Morales. They had Demon Souls and so on. They had good games. But this that this pipeline is running dry. We get one good game this year with Spider-Man. And then, like yep. you said, Jimbo only teases games as a service titles that no one cares about and that's it that's 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 the, the hope that they need to sell the the PlayStation now going forward and if Xbox plays the cards right and actually starts to do what they always promised us to do release regular on regular cadence quality games Starfield this year Forza this year Stalker probably this year Next year we get Avowed, we get Hellblade, we get two other releases. It's it's gonna be a different story, dude. Yep. You wanted to make a point, though. Uh, to be fair, I forgot what the, what you what I was trying to talk about there. <laughs> Sorry, there. Sorry. It's all right. No, you're on a roll, so that's fine. Um. No, I think ultimately we we agree. It's it's a case of the the, the cadence isn't there. It's they've the rest of the laurels for too long, and now they've got themselves in a bit of a muddle. Xbox took the hit earlier on in the gen, um, and even yeah. with Halo not hitting where the way it should have done, it still had upwards of ten to twenty million people playing it, and you also Forza Horizon with thirty two million plus playing it now. Yeah. They're still getting the numbers playing the games. And if you have a look at the amount of people that have invested in the console, like <laughs> you've, you've got yeah. the vast majority of people that have played on Xbox playing the games. And you can't That's live off... Yeah, exactly. And you can't live off of console sales alone. You have to actually have to sell the content. Of course, 
A bigger install base helps. You have potentially more customers to sell your yep. games to. But you actually gotta have games. Yep, exactly. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Yeah, Dutch, good good talk, good talk. But we are already two and a half hours into this uh, uh, show, so I want to bring it over to the community questions. Um, this is the part of our show. Uh, we have it every week where you can write in questions up front or topics or anything you want us to discuss. Um, each and every Wednesday we post on Twitter, on, on YouTube here. Uh, uh, and you can also enter, of course, on Discord or wherever. Um and and ask us stuff and see money mario cat madman did this this week and asked will call of duty modern warfare 3 and diablo 4 go into game pass this year so we talked already about modern warfare we have the poll still up in the chat our community and i'm gonna close it now um says 44 percent say no uh, uh, yes, and 55% said, no, it's not going to be there. But what about Diablo? Are we going to see Diablo this year in Game Pass? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. More towards Christmas time, like November, December. Because um, uh, Blizzard can say to their heart's content that that game's not coming to Game Pass, but it's not their game to decide on at the end of the day. <laughs> As soon as that becomes Microsoft property, that's going into Game Pass. They, all they said, dude, all they said is that they don't have currently plans to do so. Yep. Plans change. When you have a new yep. owner, plans change. And at the end exactly. of the day, a lot of people are still playing Diablo. Yes, still. But as soon as Starfield will come out, and then Spider-Man, and Alan Wake, and Assassin's Creed, and Avatar, and and player numbers will decrease, then we will have like season, what, around November, December, we should expect season three? Yeah. You want to boost the numbers. want to boost the numbers, and it's perfect for the Christmas time to have such a game going to Game Pass. It will boost... The game pass numbers significantly so yeah dude i i could see that happening i could definitely see that happening um yep. necro ramos writes in and asks how do you typically play xcloud on console phone or tablet pc or rock ally so uh console when i have okay just to test the game quickly or play a game that I can't be bothered to download or free up space for. Mm. Or if I want to try a game that's just dropped into Xbox Game Pass that I don't, I don't know whether or not I want to free up space for. I, see, I don't, I've never used xCloud like that. I just haven't. I I played a lot of xCloud, um, honestly, it, on the phone. I have one of these controller clips, you know, to put your phone on and have that next to my nightstand so I can play xCloud in bed when the, when the wife is reading her book or watching her series or whatnot. Yeah. Um, 
But ever since I have the ally, I haven't played xCloud, honestly. Like, yeah. local ha local gaming is just better. Point. Yep. Yep. Um, so, Omitoni writes in. Um, and I actually really do like that question. Um, it's a cool one. How did you first start listening to gaming podcasts? Did you follow the big IGN shows uh, or start with community podcasts? I started searching for entertainment during my long commute and have been listening to gaming shows now for the past decade, even though before I thought podcasts were so lame. I'm really impressed with the community that has sprung up these past few years. Thank you for everything week to week. Um, so first of all, thanks for the compliment and glad you enjoy our, our podcast here. But Dutch, yeah, what did you get into gaming podcasts? I have no idea. We never talked about this. Um, for me, it was... I, I knew a lot of people that did gaming podcasts, but never really listened to them, mm -hmm. surprisingly. Um, so mm -hmm. I knew Colt, I knew Dealer, I knew uh, the Iron Lords. So I, I knew all of these guys prior to it, and you will me. Um, and then, again, one day I just said, I'm interested in jumping on and kind of talking about video games on, on one of these podcasts. So if anybody wants us on as a guest, like let me know. And then I went on. And then since then, I've created one, host, co-hosted with them, um, been panel members on them, been guests on them, and now I've, I watch a whole community's worth of podcasts that I'm mm. subscribed to because um, I've, I've been part of these shows and, and obviously follow them through and, and yeah. follow what they how they work. So, But that's been like three years plus now that we've been diving on shows. And how did you start guests, listening so. to podcasts? yourself literally the only the only reason i went i started listening to them was being a guest on them in the first place okay okay that's it oh it was very different for me eh? i think my yeah. gaming podcast time started at least 10 years ago or so i worked at a different company where i had to travel a lot and i had long car drives uh, across europe uh, actually and that's when i started to listening to to podcasts i started but i started with the bigger ones you know like of course ign back in the days um was definitely something i listened to um i also um listened a lot to like major nelson's podcast you know um then i discovered and that, that was i remember that very um uh, fondly when my first son was born um i discovered community driven podcasts because yeah you know i had first time father you have this little baby and we went for long walks all the time like, yeah, my wife needed a break. I took the little guy uh, in in the, what's the English word for the thing you you push baby car, uh, babies around, baby cart or 
baby carriage or I don't know. But what's the English term for this? A baby cart or a pushchair? Yeah. Uh, pushchair. Pushchair, yeah. So I walked like for hours every day, like two hours or so, walked with my son when he was sleeping. Um, hang on. I'm buggy. Yeah. Yeah, push cars. Yeah. So, so exactly. I walked, I walked around with that and we, it was like, yeah. What do you do with that? It was uh, during that time. Uh, he was sleeping. I was rock walking through the forest with him and whatnot. And that's when I started to actually listen to community-driven podcasts. Um, it was now seven years ago. Um, I discovered the X1 Bros back in the time. I stopped listening to them by now stopped listening to them three four years ago but at the time that those this was one of the first community driven podcasts um i started to listen to and uh, then I, uh, i discovered so many other community driven podcasts through youtube uh, and in twitter i mean uh like i met actual people that do podcasts yeah and then i started to listening to them and it's it, it it suddenly became my favorite form of entertainment to listen to like um to this day i listen to these podcasts on my work uh, way commute to work i when i work out which i don't do as often as i should but uh, sometimes <laughs> i do uh whatever um when i'm running errands when i uh, do housework or whatever i listen to those podcasts um simply for the fact that I'm very burned by bigger media sites. I yeah. I don't think that their podcasts are authentic. A lot of those so-called journalists or uh, uh, media people, they don't really know what they are talking about. And this is not just me disagreeing with their opinions, you know. It's just... There are opinions out there. You saying that games where you have to move your character around are bad is an opinion. I might disagree with that, but that's okay. But they don't get the facts straight, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and have no idea what they are talking about, reporting very, very biasedly about stuff. And you could argue I'm biased too, but I don't pretend to be a journalist, an independent one. I'm, I'm just a regular gamer like everyone here in our community that decided one day to get in front of a mic and, and have these come. We have to have these conversations anyway, like we have today, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, and we just made them public. And I feel like a lot of these community driven podcasts are way more authentic because why should an opinion of, Any one of us, whether it's in front of the mic, here in the chat, on Twitter, or everywhere, be matter less than the one from from some so-called journalist from IGN or whatnot. They just don't. But usually, those gamers are way more passionate about gaming, and they actually know what they talk about. And so, even if I might disagree with some opinions, and that's totally fine, I, I bet... Tons of our community disagrees um, 
disagrees with uh, 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 some of my thoughts and opinions, and that's totally fine. That's that's not the point. Um, the point is those people know what they are talk- talking about. The, the community knows what they talk about. They 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 are passionate about gaming. And uh, yes, there are podcasts out there that do a lot of shit takes as well for, for clicks and bait and whatnot. But there are really good community-driven podcasts out there. And I really stopped listening to bigger podcasts many, many years ago um, from IGN and whatnot. Um, and and community-driven podcasts just became a thing. And then I discovered, hey, I can actually be part of this community. I'm, I'm like everyone else here in the chat. We are part of one big community. And if if you feel the need to talk about gaming, the news, games, technology, whatever, you can do that. And you, have, there are actually people that want to engage um, in in these conversations. And I love that about community-driven podcasts. So, yeah. That, that, yep. That's how I started uh, to listen to. Um to podcasts uh so very good question here uh love it love it um Tony writes in uh the last question of the day that then we will let everyone out <laughs> and he asks uh do you play uh, mobile games aside from marvel snap or dc uh hnv uh what are some mobile specific games that you've been addicted to or played casually long time Come on, uh, come on now! Tell us your secrets. I can honestly say I don't play mobile games. I just don't. Nope. I'm, I'm an enthusiast for video games, but I, I, I just don't play mobile games. I, I, I it's not not the way how I want to enjoy video games. I like video games because of immersion. I like video games because I can play it with friends. I like video games for for great characters for great story for all those reasons and i have never seen any mobile game i don't play candy crush this is if i have time to play a game then i'd rather pick up something on my xbox or my playstation on pc or wherever but 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 not games like that i don't know how about you man yeah, I'm exactly the same. I, I just I don't. I, 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 on occasion, I'll download one and then uh, it's gone off my phone within like a matter of minutes. Mm. Yeah. So but just yeah. I mean, it's, nah. I'm sorry. Me. I'm sorry to disappoint, <laughs> but that's that's just what it is. Um, but yeah, Dutch. With that, I want I want to come to an end of of the show. Uh, it has been an absolute blast again talking to you. Our community here has been on fire. The chat has been on fire today. We had over 100 people watching us live concurrently here, which is fantastic. Uh, we super appreciate you guys. Um, yeah, Dutch, next week is going to be the last podcast before we leave for Gamescom. Yeah, it is. And it's going to be exciting, man. It's going to be exciting. So, yeah, let everyone know where they can find you and, of course, what you've coming up, man. Indeed, indeed. So, uh, yeah, so next week, the last podcast that we've got before yeah. Gamescom. 
Um, and we have uh, got King David coming on the show as well to talk about it um, on the uh, Midweek Sweet. Mix-Up next week. So that's going to be fun. It's always going to oh, yeah. be a fun show when you've got King David on. Um, you, know, you know it. Absolutely. <laughs> but of course, I'm going to dedicate next week's show prior to Gamescom about our final predictions for opening like live, Gamescom, what we see for that and everything. So we're just going to have a bit of fun about it and uh, see what we think about we'll, we'll see at Gamescom. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, you'll see me back here again for the World of Gaming. Sweet, sweet. So yeah, guys, I want to say a big thank you again to, to our awesome community. A big thank you for all the super chats that came in. We super appreciate the support. And of course, a big shout out to our channel members that support us on a monthly basis here. Um, couldn't run, couldn't run it without you guys. Uh, super appreciate it. Bless you. Sorry about that. Gesundheit. <laughs> Health. <laughs> you know. Health. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and yeah, again, thanks, thanks for showing up here today. It's been an absolute blast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show as well. Big shout out, of course, to the listeners on Spotify and Apple Podcast, and the one guy who listens on Amazon Music. So. Um, absolutely uh, we will be back here next week hopefully with an awesome guest he hasn't confirmed just yet so but it should be also a fun one and yeah other than that I see you guys next week and don't forget to game on